Hey everybody, Rob here. What's going on? This is a special off-season edition of the Survivor Know-It-Alls with our special guest, Tony Velachos, who'll be here in just a minute to talk live with Stephen Fishback and I. I just wanted to take a moment and thank our sponsors here at DraftKings.com because the fall is coming and that means Survivor is almost back and that also means football season is right around the corner and you could get your piece of up to $5 million during the kickoff week at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. You've been scouting players if you're a fantasy football person all August long. I know that I have been going and scouring all of the websites, trying to get my draft board in order for my season-long team. Well, now you could use all that knowledge to win instant cash in the first week of the season at DraftKings.com. Last year, people took as little as $11 and turned it into $4,000 in one weekend. Somebody else won a million bucks in one day playing fantasy football. Fantasy football is already exciting, but it can be way more exciting at DraftKings.com where you can win huge, you needed it, cash starting the first week of the season. Don't miss out on all the week one excitement. Reserve your spot now. Bounce over to DraftKings.com, enter promo code ROB, and you'll get free entry into the week one $5 million kickoff bash at DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter Rob for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor no way to Yes, that's right. We are live from the Spy Shack here on a very special edition of Survivor Know-It-All. Steven, how's your summer? I'm great. I'm ready for a big sleepover tonight. I've got my, uh, you know, my robe on and I'm ready for a major slumber party. So tonight's, tonight's going to be a big night. It's been a, it's been a big summer. A lot of, uh, you know, just, just sitting inside, avoiding the sun, and I'm going to do some of that more tonight. Okay, yeah. I've been busy working on my tan all summer, uh, yeah. so we're all ready for this tonight. Uh, here he is, the guy that this is a, a Survivor Know-It-All sleepover, what, four months in the making, Stephen? Something like that, I don't know. All right, here he is, the winner of Survivor Kageon, finally with us. Here he is, it's Tony Vlachos. Tony, am, am I even saying that right? You're saying it right, uh, Rock and Rob. Hello to everybody. Uh, <laughs> who's the guy in the blue there? Oh, that's that's uh, Scott. He was pulling uh, questions for us. That's our producer. Oh, what's up, Scott? Nice to meet you, man. Yes. Anyway, uh, Tony, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, very, very nice to see you live. How's your summer going? So far, so good, Rob. I've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I got a lot, a lot of air to clear, especially with Steven over there. <laughs> so uh, that's why I'm glad he's here, man. All the questions yeah. he has, shoot him my way. 
Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Well, this is going to be very, very fun. We are live here. Tonight is Tuesday, August 12th. Uh, we are going to be here for a little bit. We've got our chat room going on. Rob has a website.com. We have got our Twitter monitoring happening. We are using the hashtag RHAP, as always, and then also on our YouTube channel at RobHasAWebsite.com slash YouTube. And tonight, we are all Team TV. How about That's that, right. Tony? I love it. I love it. I'm loving it. I got, look at this. Can you see it? Yes. Yes. Oh, look at that. Got immunity. Because yeah, you, right. you found all those immunity hey, idols. Hey, right. Stephen, yeah. check, oh. check this one out. I got Lord, oh, my God. Lord oh, of the God. Idols. That's amazing. Yes. I didn't, I didn't think to wear my Tony shirt. I was so excited about it. I'm going to oh, wear the robe. It's going to be the slumber party joke that never will die. But but now, no, I didn't think to wear my Tony shirt. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Shoot. It's a team TV night, and you didn't wear your shirt. I can't believe I it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Well, this, is, this podcast has started off on a horrible foot. Should we just, like, postpone for four months? No, Rob. No, I think we're good. I think I think we're good. We'll, we'll go. We'll go live uh, without any of uh, Stephen wearing a t-shirt. Anyway, so uh, Tony, how's post Survivor life been? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I guess no different from pre Survivor life. You know, just uh, I'm looking forward to the new episode, the new season. Uh, I'm, I look forward to watching it as a fan, like I used to watch them. So, uh, but you know, nothing changed. Nothing changed. Same thing. I got it out of my system now. Four months later, I got the babies, you know, so nothing changed. Yeah, congratulations on the, on the baby. So, uh, yes, congratulations. Two kids now for you, Tony, right? Two kids. Uh, one is six weeks old and the other one is 17 months. And now you have a girl and a boy now, right? A girl and a boy. Yeah, congratulations, Tony. Thank this you, is very, you. very exciting. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, Tony, when Survivor 29 comes out, we're probably about, like, what, two weeks away from the cast announcement, oh, Stephen? Oh, God. Oh my God, it never ends. It I never ends. Coming back. Wow. Uh, here it comes. And so, uh, Tony, when the new survivors start playing, I know that you were critical of some of the former survivors, how they talked about you, like oh, Stephen yeah. Fishback. Like Stephen Fishback. Yeah. How will you react to these new survivors playing the game? I'm not going to react, Rock and Rob. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show for its entertainment purposes, just like I used to before I was on the show. And you say exactly that now. There's going to be some tweets, Tony. There's going to be. I'm expecting some some tweets. No, no, no. I really don't have time for that. To be honest with you, you know, I try to throw one tweet here and there just to keep it real with the fans. You know, keep in touch with the social media. But uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I hope I don't actually. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> not. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping not. Yeah. So Tony, if somebody makes a, a big mistake or if somebody builds a spy shack, none of these things, you're not gonna jump on Twitter. You've said all along that you're impulsive. That you won't be able to resist the urge of, of writing a tweet like Eliza? You know what it is, uh, Rob? Um, being that I was on the show and I seen how I was portrayed, I seen how, how much they didn't show of me. Like a lot of confessionals that I did, they didn't show it because they wanted to throw the fans off. So they didn't show all my strategy talk. All the, all the confessions that I was leaving, why I made certain moves, they left that out. So it made people like yourselves question every move I made. But I gave it in detail why I was doing what I was doing. You know, so it's so it's so it's so hard to judge just by watching it. So I'm not going to judge. That's why you need the know-it-alls. We'll judge, and you can watch us, and then you'll know exactly what to think. Yeah. You know, you know what? You know what? I I don't know if I can keep my mouth shut when I watch it. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, Tony, this show is the first word in Survivor second guessing. Do you feel like uh, do Stephen and I have enough information after the episode to be making the kind of conclusions that we make? 
Um, I, I don't think you have enough information, but uh, you do have most of it, you know, from hearing all the contestants that were on the show, me, Spencer, Cass, all of the, everybody talking about it. I guess you can piece it together of what went on in the island that you didn't see on TV. But now here's my question for you. You know, we, we see an episode and then we hear, you know, 20 different perspectives. You know, we, Rob and I both know how this is. You know, everyone comes back. Everyone has their story about how they were the mastermind, about yeah. how they were really in charge of everything. You know, no matter who you were, you know, like, you know, David Sampson probably sitting at home, you know, I, the reason that Tony won is because of something I did on day two. Like, how do you treat it? You know, how do you weigh all those people and all those different stories against each other? Well, you, you know, you, I mean, you went out there. So, you know, in your mind, everything you do is the right thing to do or else you wouldn't do it. So the same thing with person A, person B, person C. In their mind, they think that they're doing what is supposed to be done at the time they're doing it, or else they wouldn't have done it, obviously. If they thought it was the wrong thing to do, they wouldn't have done it. So, you know, everybody in their own mind is right, you know? So it's I guess it's really hard for you guys to, like, just pick and choose which story you're going to believe. But every single person on that game has, has a big part in that game. You know, one person can't get to this place without this person and this person. Sure. So it's just a combination of everybody helping each other to get to where they got or vote off somebody as early as they got voted off. It takes a combination of everybody there to do that. What's the biggest thing that Stephen and I got wrong about you or even about anybody in our analysis this season? Good question. You know, that's a beautiful question, but you waited four months to ask me. Well, well, hold on. Well, in fairness, Tony, what what I like to do is I do like to respect the process of, you know, how how the show goes. And I know some people like, oh, you're just a shill for CBS. But I like to pretend that, you know, I know that if I wanted to, I could probably have direct messaged you during the season. Hey, Tony, tell me, you know, give me the backstory on this. But I try to remain pure i try to avoid yes. the spoilers i try not to, to know this stuff so um i i did want to wait at least until after the season to get to ask you some of these things well you know what rob every everything that you and steven said every move that i made you and steven had something to say against it you guys said oh it was too not pretty, every pretty not every time some, some right. moves, so, yeah until, until until the end until the end but most yeah. of my moves too too early too soon with the cliff with every every person that i voted off or had yeah. a, a big saying voting off you guys said oh my god did tony do the wrong move did, did he flip too quick was he supposed to wait till nine was he supposed to do it at seven yeah. you know like so so every single one so you guys asked me the questions and i'll explain to you why i did it that this is this is the opportunity to clear up all of those misconceptions there it is. that's yeah. why i told you guys i don't know if you remember rock and rob i told you from day one i said write down every single move that i made you did say that I and we did that. We made a Wikipedia article called Survivor Kagayan. It's all there. And we can all, we can, yeah. Hey, here, here I am. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's, so you, you, you go ahead, Rob. No, I was going to say, I wish we had the list of the things that we said were uh, contentious. But basically, I mean, you know, it's every, you know, every defining move, right? There were a lot of big things Tony did along the way where it was really in, like, is, you know, was voting out LJ when he did, was that the right decision? You know, when he gave that idol to, to Jeremiah, uh, was that the right decision? You know, what about when he went against his alliance to vote out Jeffra? You know, what about Trish? You know, so so all of those big moves, you know, finally we get the chance to really show Tony why he was so wrong, uh, even though he happened to win the game. All right, I'll well, let you now let you into my brain yeah. and let you know what I was thinking at the time I did it. And you're going to say, you know what, Tony, that would have been that's a great move. I would have done the same thing. All right. Probably the first second guess that we probably had was along the way when Tony decided to flip and vote with or seemingly to us at home, flip and vote with Trish to vote out Cliff after the tribe swap when LJ and Jeffro would have gone home next. Stephen, do you recall? I want to take 
I actually want to go back even further. Oh. I want to go to oh. the start of the season oh. when Tony, the first major lie, the first way that we're introduced as Tony, the, the big schemer, was Sarah says to Tony, are you a cop? You seem like a cop to me. And Tony says, I swear I'm not a cop. There's no way I'm a cop. You're totally wrong. Not a cop. At the time, we were like, come on. You know, what are you lying about this for? You know, cops are good guys. There's no reason to lie. So, I, you know, what do you think, Tony? Looking back now, did you need to lie about being a cop? 100%. And I'm explaining to you why. Okay. All right. So pregame, I said to myself, I'm not going to tell these people I'm a police officer for whatever reason, whether they got a speeding ticket on the way to the airport and they're pissed off at cops or if they, 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 got a, they got a report done and it was wrong by the cops so they don't like the cops. Whatever the case is, I said to myself, I want to be neutral. I want to go in there like a construction worker. I know a lot about construction. So let me go in there and tell them I'm a construction worker just in case there's one or two or even three people that don't like cops. I don't want to go in there on the wrong foot. That was what people who don't like, nobody likes construction workers. Everyone has that tor- terrible story about how their, you know, the work on their apartment got lasted sixteen no, no, months no, no, longer no. than traffic and traffic on the four hundred five. Come on, guys, Stevens, it's Rob. You guys know it's more likely not to like a cop than it is to not to like a construction <laughs> worker. You know that we know it. Watch the TV. What's going on? Everybody's against. Everybody's anti-cop nowadays. Hey, for village people, they have cops and construction worker, and they're beloved. Tony, <laughs> listen. All right. My point is, that's what I said I was going to do pregame. All right? right. So I was sticking to that. First five minutes of the game, I shook Wu's hand. I shook Cliff's hand. I said, guys, let's do this. Let's run this show. Us two right here. Us three right here. We can run this show all the way to the end. We shook hands. We made a pact. It was perfect. It was beautiful. Hey, Cliff, what do you do for a living, man? You're like 10 foot tall. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I played some basketball. And then you got Wu over there. You guys seen it. All the fans seen it. He says, I'm not going to lie. I got some of your basketball cards. Oh. Okay. What they, they didn't show, what they didn't show was me telling them I'm in construction. They asked me what I do. I told them I'm a construction worker. Five minutes later, Sarah pulls me to the side and says, hey, let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living? What am I going to tell? I'm a cop? When I just finished telling everybody I'm a construction worker? That must so have got- been so impressed about by Sarah, right? Like, what an incredible read. Like, that, come on, that was, that was pretty amazing. Well, you know what? That, 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 I, I mean, however she found out, it, whatever it was, it's still not 100%. That I'm a cop. Yeah, it could have been a great guess, but she's still in her mind. There's still got to be some kind of doubt in her mind whether I am or I'm not. So she can't be 100%. She could be 90%. She could be 95 but she'll never be 100 So right. as long as she's not 100%, as so long as she never seen my resume, she never seen my badge on me or nothing, there's no way she can say that I'm a cop. Okay. So I, as soon as she came up to me, she didn't even tell me what she was. She just says, tell me the truth. Are you a cop? Are you a cop? I have no idea what she is. I don't even, I didn't even know her name pretty much. She so could be a crook. So, yeah, so, well, she came, she bum-rushed me. She didn't give me a chance. Had she come up to me and say, listen, Tony, listen, I'm a police officer. You look just like a cop. Please tell me you're a cop. If you're a cop, we could we could work together. Then I, I would have said, you know what? Maybe I would have trusted her and told her I was a cop too. But at that moment, when she approached me the way she did, she didn't tell me what she did for a living. She told me. She said, you're a cop. You're a cop. At that moment, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm a cop when I told everybody I was a construction worker. So to you guys watching it, yes, it's an unnecessary lie. But to me, it was a necessary lie because I already told everybody I was a construction worker. So there's no way I could have told her I was a cop at that moment. So I had to lie at that moment. Yes, I did. But we talk, Rob and I talk about this every season. Everyone comes into the game with uh, like ridiculous lies about what their profession is. Now, now you've played the game now, right? Would you, if someone was like, you know what? I'm a lawyer, but I'm going to tell everyone I'm a social worker. Would you say, like, yes, lie about that? Or would you say just tell the truth? Now to the new player. Same, same thing, Stephen. You gotta, before you go into the game, you got to say to yourself, if I tell these people I'm a cop, are they going to think I'm, 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 I'm tactical? 
tactical. I'm strategic. Am I am I am I sharp? Am I quick? Am I am I athletic? You know, they, they, there's a lot of things that they could put, you know, tie in with the police officer. So I didn't want that. Even if there's a, a small small percentile that there's going to be people in there that are going to say that, I don't want that. I don't want to have a bigger bullseye in my back than I already have just by playing the game. So yeah, so of course there's people that feel. You know, maybe to them they feel it, but that's what all that matters is what you feel within. If you feel within that you're uncomfortable telling somebody what you are because of this and that, you got You got to do what feels comfortable for you. And it felt comfortable for me to lie about it. So, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's un, unnecessary to lie about your profession. But to me or to the person that's lying about it, obviously, it feels important to them to lie about it. You know, Tony, uh, are you watching Big Brother 16? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, it'd be very interesting to get your take on it because there is somebody who's in the house who's actually really doing a great job and really running the game who is an undercover cop. He okay. did not. He talked about you a little bit in his pregame before he went in the house. He went in the house right after your game and probably what you did on Survivor probably influenced a lot of him not wanting to tell people because obviously people if you say you know cops are us and you think of of reality tv show cops i'm sure that you're very fresh in people's mind and you won the game he hasn't told anybody the whole season and he's told people that he is the director of like a parks and recreation facility uh but yeah it, it would be very interesting if you ever hear about Derek from big brother 16 yeah, no, I, I heard, I heard, I've seen some tweets about him when the people are saying, hey, Derek, who's, who's, uh, if Derek wins and there's two cops that win this reality shows and stuff. So I've seen some Twitter with my name tagged on it. But uh, again, like, I'm sure he knows something about parks and recreational or else he wouldn't have said that. Like me, I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm a ca- uh, car mechanic because I know nothing about that. So if somebody's there that's going to question me on that, I'm not going to know what I'm talking about. But in construction, I know a lot about construction. So, you know, if somebody was there that was into the construction field and they talked to me about it, I would know how to hold my own. And that's why I came up with the construction. I didn't just pull it out of the sky and say, oh, construction sounds good. So, you know, there's, 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 some, there's, a, there's some reason for it. Is that how you knew how to make a spy shack? I, well, look at my spy shack here. Who do you think constructed this? <laughs> okay. I did that all by myself. All right. So that was, that was another thing, right? That was another one. We were like, come on, this guy, like, he's great television. But, like, do you really need a spy shack? Aren't people going to notice you're hiding in the bushes. Like, give me the did thinking they, behind the spy shack. Did they Did they notice? I don't know, but how did they not notice? Like, how is that possible? All right, I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. And that's the reason why I wanted Cliff out, because of that spy shack. Cliff was talking to Lindsay like they were best friends. Cliff was talking to her like they were best friends. And every time I would come, all the all the conversations was, would cease. So I was like, you know, something's going on here. I used to spend two hours in that spy shack a day. And I'll, and I'll tell you, and I've said it in plenty of my interviews, that production did a great job sacrificing their footage so they don't jeopardize my game. They weren't hovering over me in the spy shack. They were just doing their thing. So I would send Trish in that spy shack. I would send her inside the shelter, and I'd tell Trish, hey, Trish, start a conversation to talk to them. If we lost the challenge, who would they want to vote off? And then walk out of there. And she would go in there, start a conversation, and then she would walk across the other side of the beach while I'm hiding in the spy shack listening. And they would say, as soon as she walked out, they would say, you know she's got to go first. Hey, shorty, Trish got to go first. And I would hear Cliff talking to them, and Cliff was running the show. I was the underdog when we started that game. I don't know if you guys noticed. I don't know if they showed yeah. it on TV. I was the underdog. Me and Trish were on the bottom, man. So I was rock bottom in that, in that tribe. I was rock bottom in that game when it started. So, and that's why I came back to tell the – see, and again, you could use lies as a negotiating tool later on when you come clean with people. You tell them, listen, I lied in the beginning because I didn't trust you that much, but now I'm going to tell you the truth. And whatever the truth is, it, it could be a lie, but as long as they think it's the truth, 
even if I wasn't a cop. Later on, being that I know Sarah loves cops so much and she's a cop and she wanted right. me to be a cop, I would have told her I'm a cop. Even if I wasn't, I would say, you know what, I'm a cop. Just to get her back on my side because, again, I was on the bottom. So I'm not just going to sit there and just let, 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 let them roll all over me. I got to make a move. I got to get myself on top somehow. You know, so back to the spy shack. What happened was the spy shack had only one. It only had one side covering the covering us from the wind. And I say, hey guys, listen, I want to close the edge over here because we're getting cross winds. We're getting rain in here. So let me. Oh, yeah, yeah, good idea. Tone. OK, so I started closing that up. And when I closed that up, I built another one behind that. So I built a fourth a false wall <laughs> on the inside of the shelter. And then <laughs> I had a shacks. Yeah, yeah, I had a false wall on the inside of the shelter, and then I had another one about two feet wide where it looked just like it just looked like the outside wall. You would never know there was an inside wall. And I would crawl up inside there. I had plenty of room to relax, and I would just lay there for an hour, two hours. When it's pouring rain, everybody would gather inside the shelter and talk. So obviously, that's where I want to be. I want to hear what they got to say about me when I'm not there. So I would go around the island. I would run around the beach while it was pouring rain, thunder and lightning, and everybody's in the shelter shivering and talking. I would sneak around and go inside and hide and just listen to everything they were saying. Did people wonder where you were? <laughs> you know what? Since day one, since day one, Rock and Rob, since moment number one, all I was doing was working, man. I was going out, getting wood. I was trying to start fires. And the, and the beautiful part about it was there was another, there was like another, there was a pond in the back of our camp where a lot of us spent time there. So I would go back there and try to start the fire because there wasn't that much wind back there. So I would say, all right, guys, I'm going to work on the fire. I would go there, but then I would run around the beach and come into the spy shack and hide in the shelter for a little, uh, maybe an hour or two. And they would just think I'm still over there making fires or try to make a fire. What's going through your head? You're sitting in the back of, your, of the shelter. You know, you're, cr- you're huddled up. You're trying not to make a noise. And they're talking for an hour about like how much they want to eat sushi. Oh, they, and they were. They were talking <laughs> yeah. about chocolate. There, there was a point where it was 150 degrees probably. And I say, hey, Trish, listen, I need some more intel. You have to go back in there and tell them what you got to tell them and walk out. So I go into my spy shack. Here comes Trish. She goes in there and she does what she has to do. And then she starts talking about chocolate <laughs> and gummy bears and worms. And she was there talking about that for at least three hours. At least three hours. I was fuming. I'm surprised that the shelter wasn't shaking from my heart pounding so hard. I was fuming. I was like, Trish, just get out of there. And, and she, 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 she destroyed me. And then she told me, oh, I forgot you were in there. I was like, oh, my goodness. It was, that so was good. horrible. But, yeah, there was times where I was in there and they were talking about nothing. Tony, did you have like a cover story, like in case somebody found you in there? Were you going oh. to say, what, like, did you have a, like, in case you got busted? Nope, I didn't have nothing, man. It would have just came spontaneous, whatever I would have thought. I, I would have probably acted like I was unconscious. I was building a shelter and, and just passed out. I don't know. I, I didn't think of nothing, but it would have just came spontaneous. It depends on how they caught me, you know? <laughs> All right, so you need Trish to wear a wire in the future so you can yeah. sort of like, uh, Trish, Trish, get out, get out. Yeah, she helped me a lot, but when she started talking about her chocolate and her gummy bears, oh, that was brutal. <laughs> but yeah, so to answer your question, uh, Stephen, yeah, you might have thought the Spy Shack wasn't good, but it was good enough for me to hear Cliff talking to Lindsay and how Cliff replaced me with Lindsay. And right. that's why I wanted Cliff gone, not because he's famous or because this or that. It was because I wasn't on his team no more. He, that's he's, interesting, yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened. And, and, and I mean, you can ask you can ask Wu or Cliff if you ever talked to them, but us three were supposed to stay strong. And then Cliff just replaced me with Lindsay. And that's what happened. I was on the bottom right then and then because Wu would go where, wherever the power was at that time. So Wu said, you, after we shook hands with Wu, it was just me, Cliff, and Wu. But then uh, Cliff replaced me with Lindsay. So now Lindsay was good friends with Sarah. So now it was four of them. 
Yeah. yeah, because Cliff had Lindsay, Lindsay had Sarah, so that's automatic three, and then Wu was going to cling on to Cliff because Cliff had Lindsay and Sarah. So it was four of them against me and Trish, and that's, and that's when, you know. Right. Okay, let's get to the tribe swap now. Okay, so now Sarah is gone, but the rest of you guys are there, and so you decide to go off, with, take Trish, and then vote with LJ and Jeffra. Okay, and okay. at the time that we said, uh, was this a was this such a great move? Because Je- you know, LJ and Jeffrey, you don't know them from anything. It was this was this the right move? And it really made it seem like in the episode that you were with Cliff and Wu at that time, and Trish sort of talked you into that. So, yeah. uh, was that the edit, or is that how you really saw things at that time? No, that that was one hundred percent the edit. Um, again, as uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff Pittman pointed out on Twitter. They used footage of me post-merge when I really wanted to get LJ out. And they used that at that moment when LJ did get voted out. Well, when LJ, they used the footage. Oh, interesting. Expose. Yeah. yeah. If you ask Jeff Pittman, they painted my buff purple. They, whatever they, <laughs> however they what? did it. Yeah, to make it look like I was in a Solana. They've got that. They've got like the buff, the buff painter thing that they can do for like, yeah, they, they do it all the time with like previews and things. Well, well, look at look at Jeff Pittman. He posted a whole bunch of them. Like I was in a tree saying, "Now's the time to strike. I got to get LJ now." That was post merge when I made up that lie to get rid of LJ, right. and they used that back in the slot. But I, as soon as we merged, as soon as Jeff gave us the buffs and says, "All right, pick your stuff," and we merged, LJ was standing next to me. I was tugging on his pants. I was without, you know, like as soon as he was right next to me, and I was just tugging. I was tugging on his jeans to let him know, like, "Listen, well, I want to work with you. I, I got to talk to you before anybody gets to you. I'm with you." So as soon as we got back to the tribe, I went up to him and I said, listen, this is what's going on. Cliff Cliff has the idol. He found the idol, this and that. And I, I gave him all kinds of stuff. But uh, I wanted Cliff gone from the, the moment I found out in my spy shack. Cliff wasn't with me. I wanted him gone. Wow. Cliff, I needed him gone. Cliff has the idol. So did that come back to uh, bite you with LJ when it turned out that Cliff didn't really have the idol? No, it didn't. It, it turned. It turn, uh, No, it didn't come back to bite me. Um, as a matter of fact, Sarah also believed that uh, Cliff had the idol because I fed her that lie that Cliff had the idol, and she believed it. That's why she was so adamant, telling everybody that I did not have the idol because I made her believe that Cliff had the idol. Because Cliff used to walk around all by himself with his long ass jacket, and he used to put the the, fil- the the flint for the fire. He used to keep it in his jacket. So only when he was around, we could make a fire. It was crazy. It was weird. So That's I told interesting. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't do it just to be in control, but he wanted to he wanted to make sure that the fire was started when he was there so we can cook together. He would go out walking around. So I said, listen, what do you think he's doing every time he's walking around? You know, so I told him that he had the idol and he got voted off with the idol. That's what I told Sarah later. But I'm jumping. So, yeah, as far as uh, me telling all of them that Cliff had the idol, it didn't come back to bite me the same way. You know, LJ didn't tell me that he had the idol. I didn't tell him we had the idol. It was just uh, understanding that what happened before we met stays before we met. You know, it has nothing to do with now that we met. Okay. All right. So that is the the Trish jump to of quote out Cliff explained. Uh, is there any and also also, you know, Trish, right? We saw that Trish was uh, right. Like she was like they were she was like best friends with LJ because he was so handsome. Was was that like a, uh, an issue for you? Just how handsome LJ was like like that must have been a threat to everybody. Right. Oh, it was distracting God. to Steven all season. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand no. it. Yeah. No, I don't no. even watch the season. Yeah. They were all good looking except for me, except for me. So I didn't, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Let them be good looking. Let them get the attention off of me. I was good. I was good with it. Okay. Um, what happened next that we criticized that we shouldn't have, Tony? Well, did you guys criticize me telling uh, Sarah about Cops or Us at that point? Well, so, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And again, and you see how it worked out. Right before I told uh, Sarah, cops are us, and I told her how Cliff was against us, it turned it turned Sarah against Cliff, right? Yeah. It turned Trish against Cliff. So no matter what, Trish was like, yeah, we got to get Cliff out because me, according to me, me and Trish were on the bottom. I was telling Trish that all the time. So now I flipped the script with Sarah and Cliff. Sarah flipped the script with uh, Trish, right? Making Trish know that Cliff is no good. And he, she even flipped the script with Wu. Remember that? How she turned him? So me telling Sarah, cops are us, started that whole ball of trying to get Cliff out. But now, so when we saw that challenge, right, the challenge where you guys were like all thinking about throwing the challenge to get rid of Cliff, it looked like Wu was not trying to throw the challenge, right? Like Wu was like really trying to win that thing. Well, we, I didn't know about the challenge being thrown. Sarah never told me because there was talk about us. How, how do we feel about past seasons where they threw challenges to get people out? And I was totally against it. Like I was yeah. like, that's, that's stupid. Keep your numbers strong. Even if they're against you, you still want to keep them strong until you have to get rid of them. Right. You don't force you don't force the hand, you know, you just wait when it's time to come, then you get rid of them, the person that you don't want there. But keep the person that you don't want there as long as you can to advance yourself in the game. Tribal council is the only thing that I didn't want to go to. I wanted to avoid that at all costs. I hate tribal council. I even dubbed it the devil's lounge because it really feels like you're in the devil's lounge at that moment. The devil's lounge is the devil. The devil's lounge. And we're playing on the devil's playground for the devil's candy. What do you think, Stephen? Devil's lounge. Is that going to stick? Oh, yeah, the DL, sure. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it, on the DL, whether it sticks or not, that's what it feels like in there, man. It's gloomy. I mean, you know what you know what travel council's like. And as soon as Jeff opens his mouth, they're like, "Oh, sh- please don't don't ask me a question." <laughs> <laughs> Devil's Lounge. There you go. There you All go. right. So you guys now you have the tribe swap. You are in love with your new team, and I know for certain, Stephen and I said, "Boy." I think this Tony's talking a little too much because you were so in love with everybody in your new group that we said, why is he telling everybody all of these things that he has said? Is it because okay. of what you said earlier that if you just tell people what you did in the past that they then feel close to you? Listen, if I knew any lie that I told in that game, if I knew that there was a point where it was going to come back to bite me, like when we merged. If somebody comes and tells him, hey, listen, Tony's a cop. If Sarah told him I was a cop or if Jeremiah said, hey, Tony played me out with this clue. I wanted to make sure I'm the first one to tell my team, hey, team, listen, this is what I did. And this is why I did it. Now I'm with you. You can trust me. So when it does get back to them, when we merge and it will get back to them because it did get back to them. They say, oh, that's all right. Tony already told us. I called who a weasel from the beginning. I used to tell I was telling Sarah. I was telling Trish. I said, who's a weasel? And I named him Weasel Woo. Okay. Guess what? <laughs> guess what I did towards towards after we merged. Guess what I did to Wu? Hey Wu, come over here, man. You're a cool dude, man. Listen, I was wrong about you. I thought you were a weasel in the beginning. I even called you Weasel Wu, and I'm sorry about that. And guess what happened in Tribal that you guys didn't see? It came out. Did you know that Tony was calling you Weasel Wu, trying to flip, trying to make Wu against me at Tribal Council? You understand? And, and Wu said, Yeah, he told me, and that's why I do what I do. I'll lie, but then I'll come back and come clean somehow. Let me hold on. Let me rewind this all the way to the beginning real quick. Trish, first day on the island, our rice basket had a wooden, had a carved wooden thing, a placard, a nice wooden placard on top of the rice basket. I peeled that off and put it in my pocket. I thought it was an idol. So I started looking behind it. There's nothing carved, no writings, no clues, no, I mean, nothing, no um, directions to it or nothing. So I said, you know what? It's not a clue. It's not an idol. I go to Trish. Hey, Trish, come here. I got something for you. What do you got? You're on the bottom, Trish. I want to protect you. Here's an idol. Oh, my God. Her smile lit up the whole jungle. It was like nighttime, and she just lit up the whole jungle because she was so happy. I, she thought I gave her an idol. She gave me all kinds of information. Lindsay and Sarah were digging around looking for idols, blah, blah, blah. She was telling me all kinds of stuff. 
later on, I said to myself, you know what? This is going to come back to me. She's going to find out this is really not an idol. And I played her. So I went up to her and said, Trish, I've been thinking, you know, that, 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 that idol. Let me see it again. Usually, usually in Survivor, always in the history of Survivor, there's some kind of directions to how to use that idol. There's something carved in the back of it telling you when you could use it. I don't think that's an idol. And she was like, well, you know what? I just want to hold on to it just in case. I said, okay, Trish, hold on to it. But I really don't think it's an idol. I did a lot of thinking and I don't think it's an idol. So I came back to her and I told her the truth. So when it did come back that that wasn't an idol, which it did, I was clear. I came clean with her. Okay, so now, let's, so, let's wrap our head around this, Stephen. What do you think of this? Uh, w- w- well, so here's what I actually want to get back to, like the one step before this, where, because this is the move of all of the moves that I think you did, where like, I feel like everything you did, you can probably justify, right? Um, right. And we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. Of course, that's what this is about. But <laughs> this one thing, which I just think was so unnecessary, I, I don't think I'm going to be convinced, no matter what you say, but we'll see. We'll see. When you give Jeremiah that fake idol clue and you know it's a clue he's already seen for an idol and you think i'm going to target jeremiah that seems like a move that can so easily blow up in your face and the fact that it didn't blow up in your face is some kind of miracle and maybe just because jeremiah was so marble mouth he couldn't like convince anybody otherwise but how you know do you think at all that that was like an overplay like giving Jer- to me like giving jeremiah that fake idol clue where he immediately knew it was fake he could easily go back and tell everybody else it was fake and that just makes you look like a schemer yeah, but it'll make him look like he's lying. Yeah, they could think I'm a schemer, but listen, I gave him a clue. You guys believe what you want to believe. So yeah. why is it going to look like I'm going to look like a schemer? He's not going to look like a liar. If I was on their shoes, which I always like, when in a game of strategy, you always want to put your feet in somebody else's shoes and your opponent's shoes. Yeah. If I was one of them, if I was one of them, I'd definitely believe that Jeremiah seen a clue. He was working with LJ. He was working with Jeffrey on the other side. And now Tony came here and passed the message to him. Yeah, I'm so now we, we got to get yeah. out of Tony because he Tony likes Jeremiah. doesn't like us. Tony's a bad guy. Here. And also, I think that hey. I, I, to side, I'm going to side with Steven on this one because you got, lu- you got lucky Boom. because... Because you you didn't know that the that uh, Jeremiah and Morgan uh, weren't together. How do you know that Morgan, who already got the clue to the, the idol, was if Jeremiah shared it with her? She said, "What are you talking about? This is the same thing from the uh, the Beauty Beach." Well, Jeremiah is the only one who read it, so Jeremiah could say whatever he wants to say was on that note. That doesn't mean that they have to believe it, and they shouldn't believe it. We're a survivor. Nobody's going to come and tell you, "Oh yeah, Tony gave me a clue to the idol, and I'm going to go look for it later." You're not going to come out and say that. So you're going to lie. And they got to assume he's going to lie. They have to know that Jeremiah's not going to come clean if it was a real clue. And you've seen it. I mean, there was a point where there was people that were like questioning it. So I don't know. I don't know why you guys don't think that. I think that was a great move. If I left that clue with Jeremiah, which I did at first, that would have been a bad move because he would have right. showed it to me. Hey, look, it's not it. yeah. But again, this is spontaneous things. I don't have I don't have time to counter what I'm doing until I came back. And then I countered it. I said, oh, hold up. I can't leave him with that clue. So by the time, see, this is what happened. I pulled Jeremiah all the way to the back. So by the time he read that clue, he was already in the back by the pond, away from everybody. It's not like he read it in front of everybody right then and say, hold up, this ain't, this ain't a clue for my beach. But what so did you I get out of that? What's that? What did you get out of that? Ultimately? I didn't get nothing out of it because it didn't work the way I wanted to. Nothing works exactly how you want it. I wanted right. them to vote him out. I wanted them to get rid of a strong player like Jeremiah. That's what I wanted. So I wanted to make believe that he had a clue. So they all throw the votes at Jeremiah. When we merge, Jeremiah is gone. So, and the way I came to, and again, that lie that I told Jeremiah about the clue, I knew it was going to come back to me if he's still in the game. So the first thing I did when we merged, right, I jumped to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I got to talk to you, man. He comes with me. We take a walk. Yo, Jeremiah, I messed up, man. That clue that I gave you wasn't for you, man. That was for our beach. 
you know, I try to help you because LJ likes you and he wants us to stay together, you know, now that we merged. So I was trying to get you a clue, but I didn't read it. I didn't read it properly. I thought it said, give it to one of you guys, but it was really give it to one of my members. And he was like, oh, yeah, because I read that one already on my beach. I said, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I hope you didn't look a lot of days for that. He's like, no, I didn't look at it at all. I knew it was for that beach. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, so I played it off like it was an innocent mistake. I was trying to help him because LJ liked him. And me and LJ talked about Jeremiah, like if we do merch. And that's why that top five, baby, we had so many outs. We had Jeremiah. We had Morgan. We had Alexis. We had Sarah. We had so many people. So all we needed was our five strong, and we would have got somebody back on our side. But going back to that clue, I thought it was brilliant, man, to try to get rid of a strong guy from that merge. All right, so we, don't you want strong guys around at the merge? Like, surely, like, you know, you're a strong guy. You want strong guys there because, like, they're going to take the heat off you. Well, not if they're against me, though. Not if they were against me. You know, one or two. Like towards the end, Spencer and Tasha was perfect. They were yeah. strong. Everybody wanted them out. They were yeah. my buffers. But you can't have five buffers. Right. You know, one or two is fine, but not yeah. all of them. So let me That's make sure I, I understand the, the Tony philosophy in case I want to use this in real life. So here's what, here's what I do. So I go ahead and I tell my wife I'm having an affair, but I'm not, re- but I'm not really having an affair. No, and then this, I, is what this, this is what I'm telling you. If you had an affair, right, okay. you keep it a secret. If you have reason to believe, like, uh-oh, this is going to come back to bite me because now so-and-so knows, see me, and so-and-so see me, so it's got to get back to my wife. Let me come to my wife now and come clean with her before it gets to her from somebody else. And that's what you do. So you come to her and say, listen, honey, I'm really sorry. I did something I wasn't supposed to do. And then three days later or three weeks later, when it comes back to her, it's okay. My husband came clean with me and I yeah, trust he already now, told me. it was a mistake. Now you stage a fake affair and then but, you like say, oh, it was just a, it was a, a fake affair. It was meant for somebody else. That affair was somebody else's affair. I don't no. think that's a good idea to stage no. it. Man. No. But, what ha- but what happens if somebody actually gets mad like my wife if I told her I had an affair, even if it was a fake one? Well, you have to you have to. It's a calculated risk, man. You got to know that. Is it going to come back? Is it going to come back to me? How what's the percentage that it's going to come back to me? If it's like five percent, it'll come back to you. No, you don't you don't say nothing. If it's 90 percent that it's going to come back, you better tell us something before they tell her. OK, so better to come clean than to get caught. It's better to come clean if you know that somebody's going to come blow up your spot. You come clean and you say, this is why I did it. And let me explain to you before some before your enemy comes like like a survivor. I didn't want my enemies to go up to my teammates and say, listen, you're, 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 Tony's playing you guys out. And this is why. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so guess what? I told them everything before the enemy told them. And everything, every lie that I came clean with, it came back to me. Sarah did tell him I was a cop. Sarah did tell him that I didn't have an immunity idol. Oh, here's another thing. I lied to Sarah. I told her I had to go make a fake idol because I, uh, before we went into that tribal council, I was trying to lure the votes to come into me. So I told Sarah, I said, listen, Sarah, whether you, if you're not going to work with me, whatever, I understand that. I respect that. But I got to go make a fake idol because I'm scared they're going to vote for me tonight because she kept telling me, oh, no, we're going to make a decision at tribal. I said, just in case they make it, I'm going to make a fake idol. So I showed her the, 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 the satchel that I was going to cut. I showed her the beads that I was going to pull out of the, the torch to make a fake idol. That's why she was so adamant that I had a fake idol. And that's why I pulled it out of my bag of tricks to show everybody I had a real idol because I know she went and told everybody that I had a fake one. So Spencer, didn't, yeah, so Spencer didn't make me pull that out when he was saying, oh, show us, show us. I was, okay, okay, Spencer, let me show you everybody because you told me to show you. It wasn't like that. I showed it because in my mind, I'm saying, damn, Sarah told everybody it's a fake idol. So guess what? They're probably thinking it's a fake idol and I'm bluffing and they're still going to vote my way. So I'm only going to protect one person with that, with that idol. I'd rather protect two people with that idol. And that's why I, I showed it and that's why I played it on LJ because now I'm protecting two birds with that one stone. Let me ask a, a question. 
and I, I don't mean this uh, to sound I- insulting. I hope that it. I hope that it does. <laughs> That's a great preface okay. for your question, <laughs> Tony. Did, it seems to clean that Tony's not going to be insulting. I won't be insulting. It, it seems to me that you did probably twice as much stuff yeah. as you needed to do to win the you know, game. I, I wonder if like 0.7 Tony would have been perfect. And I you know, wonder if all this extra stuff you won despite it, because there it's something should have backfired. You know, you know what, Rob, you know what, Rob sitting here? Absolutely. I'm like, damn, I didn't have to do this. I didn't have to do that. In hindsight, I didn't have to do a lot of that. But in that moment, when I'm there, that's what's going in my mind. I'm thinking what this person's thinking. I'm looking at mirror images of myself. That's what he's thinking. But it was really me thinking that. I was my own worst enemy out there. I was thinking the way I would play against each person. So I was playing against Tonys the whole game there. And they weren't really Tonys. They weren't thinking on my level. They weren't thinking as devious as I was. They weren't doing five, six steps ahead like I was. So it was really driving me crazy at night. Because, again, I wasn't playing against my opponents. I was playing against myself. Right. And I was bad. I was like, I kept thinking, what would I do if I was them? And that was the problem because now i got to counter myself. And that that was, it's always the thing, right? There's only like one or two actually strategic people in any given season. Who are like the big ones out there? Who do you think, like, looking at the cast of, of 18 people, who were like the people who actually were strategic? You have LJ. Uh, you you have definitely so LG. Yeah. Uh, you, so, you, so awesome. you have Spencer. Definitely Spencer. Uh, you have you had Alexis. Alexis was uh, pretty much uh, she was doing some strategizing, and of course, and Spencer uh, you know picked her, picked up on that, and that's why they voted her out instead of Jeremiah. Um, so so I don't know about Alexis because I didn't play with her, but I definitely know uh, I definitely know LJ one hundred percent. He was just a quiet one. I know LJ Spencer Tasha was also doing some strategizing. Um, who else was there? Uh, Jeffra, I mean, Jeffra. Well, Jeff. There was some. There was some moves that Jeffra was making. I mean, there was. It, it's a uh, like for example, the the cast. Cast wasn't doing no strategizing. No. Oh, no Tony. Listen, there was no strategizing from Cat. Cast was making moves just like anybody that you pick off the street and throw them in the game and say, "Here you go, do whatever you want to do." Yeah, it's gonna be a move. I'm gonna. It's it's a wrong move. Just because you're making moves, they, they, they're gonna be wrong moves, but you're making moves. She wasn't stra- there was not nothing strategic about the move she was making because if there was when she voted out Sarah right she should have went back to them just like I was voting against my own teammates but I was going back to my teammates yeah. I came up with a lie that's strategizing I came up with a lie to oust LJ and be able to go back into my team by telling him hey listen this was what LJ was doing behind your back he came up to me he wanted to get rid of Wu I wanted to protect Wu I wanted to protect our alliance and that's why I blindsided him so I went back to my team I didn't say okay I want LJ gone and that's it and then stay with the other team that's what she did. There's nothing strategic about that. She had nobody. Nobody promised her that she was going to be protected with us. Nobody promised that she was going to be in our alliance. In fact, she was running around saying she's a free agent. How is that strategic? So uh, she didn't do nothing strategic. She made moves, but they weren't strategic. So anyway, so back to the st- strategy. Uh, I think so, that pro- probably, uh, Stephen, do you agree with that? That that Cass wasn't strategic. No, I mean obviously, I thought Cass was great. I love Cass. Yeah, I feel like that one. I feel like that's one that Cass is going to take exception to, Tony. Listen, you, what what was the strategy that she did that you guys saw? Tell me. I think Tell if me. I was going to if I was going to channel Cass, and of course I, I you know, I've talked to you now, I've talked to Spencer, I've talked to Cass at length about the game. I, I would say right or wrong. I think that Cass would say that going with you guys was that she felt like that there was going to be you guys were going to turn on each other at that at uh, coming down the road. So it was better to go with you guys, and oh, she okay, felt. So, 
she, she's a fortune teller now. She's a, she could tell the future now. She's a psychic. Well, how she come you can future. say you'll look five or six moves down the road, but if we say Cass is doing it, she's a Listen, fortune teller? Because I, I'm I'm justifying it because everything you're asking me, I'm I'm bringing myself back into the game. I'm not telling you what I think now after this game is over. Like she's telling you, oh yeah, I knew they were gonna fight. Oh yeah, I knew Spencer was gonna do this. Oh yeah, I knew Tony was gonna do that. Oh, I knew they were gonna do this. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what I was thinking when I made my moves, and it makes all the sense in the world because. The move that I made was the move that I made, and, and I'm justifying it by explaining to you why I did it, and it makes all the sense in the world, because that's what happened in step one, step two, step three. I'm giving you my steps of how I was thinking, and it's all falling into place. Cass telling you I knew they were going to argue later on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Just trying to be fair to everybody. Let's, let's be fair. That's not being so fair. You're saying, and the fair statement for you is that Jeffro was more strategic than Cass. That's a fair statement. That what? You say that Jeffra is more strategic than Cass. I, I didn't say she was more strategic than Cass. I said Jeffra made moves just like Cass made moves. But she made moves based on the letter she was getting from her. No, no, no. no, no. Jeffra, Jeffra started a fight between Cass and Sarah. That's yeah. what I was trying to explain to you guys at first. That it didn't make the show. But Jeffra went up to Cass and told Cass something that Sarah said. And then Cass said, oh, really? Because we knew how Cass was. And then Cass and Sarah started fighting. And you've seen little Jeffra doing a moonwalk out of the fight. And she backed up. I was coming from the water. And I said, Jeff, what's going on? She's like, I just started them fighting, which could be good for us. And she said that. And that's when Trish picked up on it. That's when we all seen the bickering going on between Cass and Sarah. Jeff is the one that started that fire. And she did it purposely. She said she did it purposely. She went there and she threw, uh, she threw Sarah under the bus in front of Cass. But playing like she did, it un- she did it unintentional. But it was intentional because she said it was. She told us that's what she did. Whose baby is crying? Is that mine or yours, Tony? Uh, that's, that's, that's mine, yeah. Okay, I'm ahead. talking loud because you guys are getting me angry. Mission <laughs> <laughs> accomplished. All right, so we're, at the, we're talking about the merge now. Okay. All right, Steve, anything else from pre-merge or uh, top five? You want to uh, hit on that? Oh, yeah, top I think, five, I think maybe? top five is something we should talk I mean, I think, you know, Rob, uh, one of the things you're saying, like, you know, Tony did so much. But some of those things, you know, they seem like they were like inspirations of the moment. And you they were a little bit harebrained, but you're so good at reading people and that like backpedaling from these like momentary kind of things that like you could, you could undo like only Tony could undo the mistakes that Tony made. Um, no, and, and you know, all respect. Cause I think that you're probably, you know, probably certainly one of the, the best, you know, best players the game has ever seen, but, but uh, you know, to, to, like it's like that idol and then it's like that top five you know you get caught up in the moment you win this challenge you're with your group you're screaming top five top five still 11 people in the game uh you know <laughs> but that wasn't strategy right the whole top five oh, thing no, that was my, just a mistake is my name who am i am i tony or cast right now if I'm, Cass, I'm gonna tell you how strategic. <laughs> am i tony yeah i mean i think so all right so if i'm tony i'm gonna tell you hell no that was strategic that was pure emotions um what was to that top five was when we were in our camp and we lost the two for the price of one when cliff and Lindsay quit we were down numbers just like that it got it got real scary we're like "Uh oh we just lost two people and they still got their numbers over there so we got real nervous so then we got together and we made a pact we're like listen if we stay together us five we can make it all the way to the top because on that side once we merge we could either pull jeremiah to our side we could pull alexis to our side depending on who's there we could pull alexis to the side we could pull uh Morgan to our side. We can pull Sarah to our side. So if we stay strong, us five, we can run this game. All we have to do is make the merge with us five. But Because if, if we lose another one, that'll bring us down to four. It's going to be hard to flip two people over. It's a lot easier to flip one person over out of the four that we have. 
but it's a lot harder to flip two of them over. So that's why that top five was was in, was it just kept repeating in my head. Please, we could be top five. We could be top five because you know I, I was nervous at that. I was you know I was nervous. I wanted to make it to the end. I wanted to go far in the game. So that was make it or break it because if those numbers stayed together on that side, they would have pegged us off one by one. So it was very important that we kept the five strong. So during that challenge, and as we're doing the challenge, I'm all I'm thinking is top five, please, top five, please. We could be top five. We could be top five. So as soon as we won, guess what comes out of my mouth? <laughs> top five. So that's what happened. That was just pure emotions, and there's no control in that. There's no saying that if I could do it over, I wouldn't do it. It's just emotions. You can't control that. Okay, well, that really upsets Sarah, and that sets the stage for what happens once the merge comes across. And yes. now, so now you don't know that Sarah is upset about the whole top five baby thing at first, right? Does this come to light when she starts talking to you? Well, everybody on my team said, hey, Tony, everybody was looking at you like you were nuts by screaming top five. Why did you do that? And I told me, listen, man, I'm sorry I did it, man. So my thing was when I got back to uh, when I got back when we did the merge, that's the first thing Sarah did say. Hey, Tony, you didn't even look at me when you did the tribe raid. You gave you gave Jeremiah that clue. You know, she said all that. You could have gave it to me. And I said, Sarah, listen, I couldn't look at you at all. I seen you through my peripheral vision looking at me, but you had seven other people staring me down there's right. no way i'm gonna look at you and make eye contact with you i just wanted to make believe that you weren't a part of me i gave jeremiah the clue to make it look like i didn't want to help you if i gave you the clue you were gone whether it was a real clue or not you were gone had i given you the clue if i pulled you to the side in the back and giving you that clue whether it was fake or not they, you would have been out of there i don't care what you would have told him but you can see now right like that like not by not paying her attention you really jeopardize your, your place in the game right had sarah you know yeah yes yes I, no absolutely but you know but it's wrong though it's wrong i'm not you know she shouldn't have said that you know you, you betrayed me because you said top five or you betrayed me because you didn't look at me you know she didn't give me a chance i was i was again you got to know how to read people i was being honest with her i was like sarah you got to believe me listen to me we really want to work with you sarah sarah listen to me i didn't want to jeopardize your game by looking at you i didn't want to jeopardize your game by giving you any kind of eye contact i didn't want them to vote you out i saved you by not looking at you sarah had i looked at you and gave you thumbs up oh yeah we'll be back together you were gone so she didn't she didn't believe that. And that's why she kept saying in her head, Tony, I don't know, Tony, I think I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's why you see when I was talking with her, trying to convince her to come back with us, it was sincere. It was real. And I left a confessional saying, listen, I got to try to make her believe me because I want to go to I want to go to the end with her because at that moment I wanted to go to the end with her. Doesn't mean I would have maybe two weeks later or two days later, I would have changed my mind. Things change in that game. But at that moment, it was sincere and it was genuine. I wanted to work with her. Okay. And I kept telling her, and I knew she was fighting with Cass, and I kept saying, Sarah, you want Cass gone? We could get rid of Cass. Just tell me you want Cass gone. She's gone. I kept telling her because I knew her and Cass were fighting. So I wanted her to make the move and get rid of Cass. All right. So, and, but, but playing, but sorry, but like, but you know, part of playing Survivor is like realizing that people are crazy, right? Like, you can't blame a crazy or not, not that Sarah's crazy, but that she's emotional, no, right? Like, no, you I, no, like 100%. 100%. No, that, that's 100%. I don't say she was wrong for not believing me, but I wish she would have believed me because I was right. telling the truth at that moment. But yeah, no, she was. it was my mistake. My emotional outbreak, you know, that's what caused it. I can't take that back. It was a mistake. And I tried to, like you said, I tried to backpedal. It didn't work with her. She didn't want nothing to do with it. All right, so we've established that, okay, now due to the mistake that you made at that point in time, all right, now your tribe is facing a 6-5 deficit coming into the merge now ultimately we know Cass ends up flipping and giving your side back the numbers uh and giving you guys the advantage what was your role and what what credit can you take out of the decision to get Cass to end up voting with you guys is there anything that tony was involved in to make that happen 
Well, a, a, a lot of that, I mean, not necessarily I was involved 100%, but I definitely was involved because Trish was counting on me to get Sarah. Because I told Trish, I told everybody, listen, because Cass, nobody, I, we didn't trust Cass. We knew she was with the brains. We knew she came from, from a deficit being down three to, to two teams strong, six strong. So we knew that she was, she was tight with her brains. We knew that she didn't want to break up the, she shouldn't want to break up brains when there's three of them and there's two of the other people uh, and there's one of the other person, Sarah. So there's no way that she would want to, you know, break that up. So we were saying, you know what, Cass is going to probably lie. So Trish wanted to talk to Cass even when she saw her bickering. So in my mind, my mind's going crazy. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, you know what, she's probably going to play you, Trish. And I said that. I said, no, Cass, I, I know Trish. I think Cass is going to play you. I think she's going to lie to you. So please let me work on Sarah. Had Sarah tricked me and told me that Sarah's flipping with us, right. then Trish would have never talked to Cass. I read Sarah enough. I mean, the whole, uh, the whole nation read Sarah enough to know that she wasn't with me, that I went back to Trish and I said, Trish, go to Cass and work your magic. I'm the one who told Trish to go to Cass and work her magic. And uh, I think Trish left a confessional. No, not a confessional. I think she did an interview saying that, that I told her. I said, Trish, go work your magic. We need Cass to come with us. And that's when she went and she started politicking with Cass. No, your reads on people were phenomenal. And that read on Sarah was one of the best where like, you know, it was like she said to you, well, I can't commit. And you're like, oh, that means you're against me. I and mean, that was a great moment. And, and that in that same moment, once you once you're against me, then I know you're voting for me, because if you weren't right. voting for me, you weren't going to vote me out, then you would work with me. So. Yeah. OK, so ultimately, Trish goes and talks to Cass. Cass ends up voting with you guys. Now, you still ended up playing your idol. You played it for LJ. LJ ends up playing his idol and plays it for you. Um, mm-hmm. Was this because you guys were unsure about Cass? Of course, of course, Rob. If we were sure, we would have never played our idols. So we went in there 75% sure that Cash was going to come with us because we knew that Trish talked to her. And you've seen Trish come up to us and say, guys, I talked to Cash. She's in. That's what she told us. And we're like, yeah, all right. You know, you, we have no choice to, you know, we, we have to do something. We have to say, OK, hopefully she goes with it and sticks to the plan and votes against Sarah. If not, what's going to happen? So I wanted to play the idol. But going into that tribal, see, there was so much so much things going on in my head. I wanted the votes to come my way because I knew I had an idol. I tricked Sarah into letting her believe that I have a fake idol and that Cliff left with the idol. That's so I, I was trying to lure those votes towards me going into that tribal. But when I got in there and I started hearing talks about threats and this, and then when they talked about me, they weren't really, they, they weren't really focused on me. And remember, that was my first tribal. So I didn't know how the questions are being asked by Jeff. So that was my first tribal. And I was like, oh, snap. Uh, they, they're talking about LJ because, you know, and I didn't know that they were going to be, you know, lying to Jeff about who they want out. So like, well, we got to get rid of somebody that's good at puzzles and somebody that's good looking. And I know it wasn't me. So I was like, oh, wow, they're going to vote for LJ. They're going to vote for LJ. So that's why I'm saying to myself, you know what? The votes might not come my way. I was 75 percent sure that they will come in my way, but not 100 percent sure. So when you go into that tribal and you're 75 percent sure, it's just not good enough. Right. I wanted to be I wanted to be 100 percent sure whether they were coming to me or they were not coming to me. And that's when I decided to pull out my idol so I can know 100% sure I'm not getting any votes. Because once you pull that idol out out there, you guys know what it feels like in tribal. You're not going to take a chance to call somebody's bluff and be the one going home if he does play the idol. So I knew when I pulled that idol out and you've seen Spencer scrambling and all the more. And, and by the way, when I pulled that idol out and it was a real idol, everybody was grilling Sarah because Sarah had told them that I had a fake idol. So again, so what I told Sarah, she went back and told everybody what I was telling her. So everybody's like, Spencer said, hey, Sarah, you better turn around and look at Tony's idol because that sure don't look fake to me. And Sarah was like, 
and Cass and all of them were just grilling Sarah like Sarah. That doesn't look fake to us. You know, so and in my mind, I'm saying, OK, this might really help Cass vote against Sarah now because Cass is going to probably think Sarah was lying to them. So that was a good thing, too, that I pulled it out for that reason. And I'm thinking to myself, that works because not everybody's hating Sarah. So at that moment, I was like, OK, I think I'm safe. I think Cass is going to flip on Sarah. So as the tribal goes on, goes on and goes on, I'm saying to myself, man, they're going to vote for LJ, man. I know they're going to vote for LJ. I never expected. Spencer was brilliant by coming up with that plan to get rid of Jeffra. I would have never thought of that. Never thought of that. So when, when Jeff said it, when Jeff said, um, if you have an idol, now's the time to play it. I said, Jeff, will you validate this for me? And the reason I did that is because I wanted to get a read on these people. Right. As I'm walking, so I'm asking Jeff to validate it, and I'm not looking at Jeff. I'm passing him the idol. Hey, Jeff, can you validate this for me? And I'm looking at everybody, and they have shitty little grins on their face. And I'm saying to myself, it can't be for me. They didn't vote for me because they would have been shook right now if I'm yeah. walking up to Jeff to validate my idol. And then once he tells me it's real, I'm playing it. So that's what they're supposed to think, right? And they were smiling. So you know what? They didn't vote for me. I said, I want to give it to LJ. And that's right there when I said, you know what? I'm giving it to LJ. And they still had that smile on their face. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you should have listened to say, uh, Jeff, can you validate this if I play it for LJ? And then uh, <laughs> we'll gauge the response. What if I play it for Jeffra? If, uh, if, you know what? If I, if I ever play again, I might do that. I want to see reactions. Because once you say the name of the person they voted for, they're going to turn white. They, they, yeah. they can't help it. Even if they're prepared for it, they're still going to turn white instantly. Once you say the name that they put down. That's interesting. That, that's, uh, that, that's very smart. What, what, why are you such a good read on people? Have you always in your life been like, have I been great at reading people? Uh, I, I, told, uh, I did many interviews where I told people my first year on the job as a police officer, my second year as a job, I would catch people with a smoking gun in their hand and say, hey, did you just shoot somebody? No, no, that, 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 that's a fake gun. I said, okay, get it out of here. Throw it out of here. Four years later, five years later, you're not pulling that off on me no more. You know what I mean? So, you know, did that really I, happen? I mean, is that really a, a real story? I, I, oh. That's just that's thank God. BSing. But no, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you, See, you're not going to get us over. lying. Now we're going to believe whatever he says next. He's going to apologize later, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not, you're not, you're not going to get over on me. You know, pretty much because I'm going into the game already saying you're going to lie to me, even if it's true. I'm going to assume you're lying to me. So now it's my job to try to, you know, decipher if it's if it's true, if it's a lie, if it's you know, if it's an exaggeration or whatever it is. I feel like this this should be the reality show of Tony like going to investigate crimes and then uh, the being like the mentalist. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Listen, Rob, I have enough drama in my life. I don't think you want cameras following me around in, in, in my jobs. Nobody wants to see drama on TV. Yeah, you don't want to see <laughs> drama on TV. You want to see you want to see the, the the nice, soft, quiet Tony. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? All right, let's get into the, the you know the big the big three: L- LJ, Jeffra, oh. Trish. Let's oh. let's talk about the the big three decisions uh, that we talked about. The LJ one, I think that probably in order of uh, that they happen, I think we probably had the most questions about the LJ one. I feel like Stephen and I were pretty pro uh, voting out LJ, right, Stephen? No, we, I mean we okay. We we thought that it was uh, too soon. You know, we both. I thought it was too soon. I'll take ownership <laughs> of that. Yeah. When was the sleepover? That was after Jeffra. Uh, there was one where, 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 where I made a great, oh no, I think it was the way where, where Steven was saying, oh yeah, uh, Spencer played Tony out. He made him vote against Jeffra because he told him about so. the girls Alliance. And, and I, and I'm saying to myself, are you kidding me? Did you, did you not, not watch what just played on TV? I went up to Spencer yeah. and say, Spencer, look what's brewing out there. It looks like an old girls Alliance. Spencer says, oh yeah, I think it is a girls Alliance. Then I go on a confessional and say, listen, 
Spencer's desperate right now. He's going to try to say anything. I'm going to I'm going to put a lot of thought into it. And I'm going to take matters into my own hands. So hmm, that's I, not the story I saw. The story I saw was they planted the seed. I, you know, I, I'm just going by what I saw on television. Now you got to watch it again. Yeah, you gotta watch it the again. story I saw was they, they were like, you know what? If we get Tony to think this is an all girls alliance, they hey, get, you know, toss us in the water. Hey, I, I, you know, I'll watch it again. I watch it every I'll couple watch, of days. I'll, so, I'll watch yeah. it again, and we'll yeah. do a part two to this because <laughs> I, you know, I don't even need to watch it. And I could tell you how it went moment to moment. I went up to Spencer after seeing the girls talking in the water, and I say, hey, Spencer, look what's going on over there. And that's when he says, you don't think there's a girl alliance going on? And I said, of course I do. Look what's going on. And then later on in the confessional, I said, listen, Spencer's going to try to tell me anything he wants because he's desperate right now. But I'm going to take matters into my own hands. You got to go see it again. Yeah, but why, well, would go you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, why would you need to tell Spencer? Like, if you told Spencer two minutes before tribal council, hey, we're voting out Jeffra tonight. Just just vote with me. And then like, why did you need to get Spencer invested in that there's a girls alliance? Well, I didn't need to. But me and Spencer were talking. We were establishing a good rapport. And that's part of socializing. You know what I mean? I didn't keep him far away from me because he wasn't one of my allies. I, that's, and that's why Spencer, you seen Spencer fight for me in the end? You seen that? And that's because we established a good rapport between each other. We, we formed a nice bond. So I would talk to him about things. He would come up to me and say, Tony, you really think Cass made a good move on that, on that, on that switch? And I'm like, yeah, of course, Spencer. And he would look at me and says, come on, Tony. I know you think, I know you're smarter than that. And I would look at him and i say, you know, like, basically, you know, I can't tell you that, Spencer, because I don't want you to go back and tell Cass that I thought that was stupid of her to do. You know, so we, we were talking, we were forming a, good, a nice bond out there, and we were keeping things real with each other, you know? So at that point, yeah. Hmm? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, so at that point, I was just talking to him as, as just a person on the island with me, that's all. It had nothing to do with trying to get information from him. It had nothing to do with trying to come up with a plan. It just had to do with he was there. We were making a fire together. We spent a lot of time together making fires, talking, talking about life, talking about the game, talking about previous games, you know, talking about his chess. So it's not like I was just, I went up to him looking for him to give me some advice or anything. It was just me telling him, hey, Spencer, look what's forming out there, you know? That's all it was. But let's go back to this, to the whole LJ move, because obviously okay. that was hard. That was, you know, I still haven't totally gotten over that. Um, okay. But, but uh, you know, so voting out, it's not, it wasn't just about voting out LJ, right? It was about the way you went about voting out LJ, where you told LJ that yes. Wu was out to get him, which made LJ tell Wu or tell Trish that he was worried about Wu, which made Trish think that, you know, that you were crazy. Like you came off in that moment, right? Everyone was like, man, Tony's really spinning out of control here, right? Like that was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's that's exactly what I did. I was acting yeah. paranoid, so they could think that I'm paranoid. So when you go up to LJ and I'm telling LJ, I think we got the idol man. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. What's LJ gonna do? He's gonna put his guards down. Tony's not coming after me. He's coming after. He's going after Wu, and he's going crazy. Hey Trish, you gotta go put Tony's fire out. He's looking for Wu. All along, I'm looking for you, LJ. I made you put your guards down, man, by acting paranoid, scared of Wu. And the reason I did that was jury management. Where was LJ going? LJ was going to the jurors, right? So I'm not going to stab him in the back and just say, oh, yeah, LJ, you're with me and then go and vote him out and be a, be a scumbag about it. So I came up with a plan to say, you know what? When LJ goes to the jurors, he's going to say, damn, Tony really thought that I was going to blindside Wu. And that's why he got me out, because he got nervous that I might switch on him, too. And that's why I played it like that. I wanted that him smart. to come. So that's and that's and that's everything I was doing, man. There was reasons to it at that time, whether it was right or wrong. That's how I felt in the game. And at that point in the game, I wanted LJ gone. My, my, my job as a police officer is to identify the threat. And once I identify the threat, it's a race to the trigger. I had to pull the trigger before LJ pulled it. I seen LJ talking to Trish later to confirm that, yes, he was telling her top three. I seen LJ talking to Jeffra later to confirm he was telling Jeffra top three. 
I saw LJ talking to Cass. Later to confirm, he was talking to Cass for top three. So LJ was doing his thing like a little sneak. He was a strategic sneak. That's what he was doing. So I said to myself, I got to strike now. I'm not waiting for numbers like people do at home and they put it down on paper. I'm doing what I have to do right now. And that was a perfect time where I could use the other side to get rid of LJ. Now, in order for me to get rid of LJ and him like me enough to vote for me in the end, if I make it to the end, I got to come up with a plan. And the plan I came up with was a, listen, LJ, I think who has the idol, man? What do you want to do? He was like, well, I don't know. Stop being nervous. I'm very nervous, LJ, man. What, well, if it makes you feel better, Tony, we'll blindside him. <gasps> you got to blindside who? He's, he's one of our guys, man, LJ. I don't know, man. But if you're scared, Tony, I want to help you. All right, LJ. So now guess what? I go and I try to plant the seed in Trish's head. Yo, Trish, this is what's going on. I didn't want to leave Trish out in the dark. So I went to Trish first. And when I seen I was getting some resistance, I said, you know what? Let me act like water and find the path of least resistance and go around Trish. So you don't want to work with me? I'm not going to push her no more. I'm going to say, okay, Trish, no problem, no problem. Because I didn't want to push her to the point where she did go back and tell LJ and it blows up in my face. So I left Trish alone. I went to the other side and grabbed the numbers that I needed. But so now, weren't you worried? Like that's, I mean, you know, aren't you scared at that point? I'm voting with another alliance against my own alliance. Like they might never forgive you for that. Of course. But, but, but look what I did. I no, I'm amazed. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm saying, look what I did. I, I made it look like LJ was going to turn his back on our alliance. He was going to turn his back on Wu when he's promising Wu and he's telling our alliance that we're going to stay strong. So I made it look like LJ was the bad guy. I was the hero. I was protecting my alliance. And that's what I kept showing everybody. And that's why, you know, every time I talked about loyalty and, and honor and integrity, I made it look like every backstab that I did, every blindside that I did was to protect our alliance, not to protect me. And I kept rubbing it in everybody's face. I said, listen, you see me play my idol. I sacrificed my game. I could have been going home that day at tribal council. And I sacrificed me going home by giving LJ the, the thing to protect our alliance. It was all about my alliance. I wanted to keep our alliance strong. And that's why every time I blindsided somebody, it was for our alliance. And that was my plan. That was my whole plan. And that was my pitch to them. And obviously it, it made sense. Because Trish knew, because I already went to Trish and said, hey, Trish, this was going on. So now someone like Cass, someone like Jeffro, they were saying, you know what? That's true because LJ was making plans with us. So he wasn't telling these people, you know what I mean? So it all comes back and it makes sense. And that's why they stay with me. And that's why they accepted me with open arms. But didn't you get lucky a little bit But that Cass and Trish were so forgiving and that Jeffra didn't completely flip and go with the other side because I feel like then in the next episode Jeffra's ready to flip on you and it's because of Trish that she brings her back into the fold and Trish and Cass you left them out to dry they could have been punitive against you and said you know what Tony why did why did you didn't you tell us uh, that you wanted to blindside why did you vote with the other guys like I feel like that was lucky that those two people were so forgiving well, well, first of all, luck has a lot to do with it, right? A lot to do with the game. I'm not going to take luck away from it. It's a lot of luck. But at the same time, you know who you're playing with. So it's, you're not going to do it with somebody that you know is not going to be forgiven. You're not going to do it with somebody that doesn't have any sense to say, oh, yeah, you know what? What Tony's telling me does make sense. You're not going to do it if you don't have people on your side that's terrified of Spencer, of Tasha, and that whole alliance. They knew that every every single day, we got to get rid of Spencer, we got to get rid of Tasha, we got to get rid of Spencer, we got to get rid of Tasha. So in my mind, I'm like, wow, as long as these people are in the game, I have nothing to worry about. I have nothing to worry about because they're so terrified of Spencer and Tasha making it to the end that no matter, I can flip on them a thousand times, and which I did, and I'll always have their support when it comes time to vote in that other alliance out. And I did. And, and that's because I knew who I was playing with. So it's not like it's not like I was just saying, oh, let me today, let me just try this and see if I get lucky. 
I know who I'm playing with. I know who I was playing with. I knew the demeanor. I knew who was. Uh, I knew who was uh, uh, strategic. I knew who was vindictive. I knew who was malicious. I knew who was uh, respectful of the game. You know that when you when you play with these people, so you know what you can and what you can't get away with. Okay. All right, Steven, Any other questions about LJ? I just still, still, still reeling. Still can't take it. <laughs> Did you realize uh, how much it was going to bum out Steven to vote on LJ? Why didn't you think of my needs? You know what? I wasn't thinking about nobody's needs but mine, man. And I made that, <laughs> I made that clear on the island. It, it was all about me. And, and, and like I tell people, like my alliance was my alliance. But everybody in that game was a, was a, was a, it was like a stock bond, like a bond. One day this person was more valuable than the next. And it changed for me every day. I didn't care if you were Trish. I didn't care if you were Wu. I didn't care if you were LJ. Whoever meant more to me at that day, at that tribal council, is the one that I wanted to work with that night. So LJ, LJ stock went down. When Cliff was in the game, I wanted Cliff out. LJ stock went up. So I wasn't going to touch. So it just changed every single day for me. I was playing a day-by-day game. So every day, whoever whoever was worth less to me had to go. Whoever was worth the most to me stayed with me. And that's how I played the game. I didn't play it to like stay strong. Well, I did want to stay strong. But then as you play the game, you start to adapt and you start to realize this, 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 it's not this easy. This game can't be this easy where you just say, okay, you promised me. You promised me. Okay, let's take to the end and let's go to the end. It doesn't work that way. So okay. at that point, I said to myself, you know what? I got to find out who I need with me today and who I need with me tomorrow. All right, so then they go ahead and you guys vote out Jeremy next, right? Um, that's after LJ. Yeah, J- Jeremy goes. Yes. So then, okay. J- then Jeremy goes home. Now I, I know from yes. Time out. We didn't we didn't get the Morgan vote. Oh, well, you want to talk about Morgan? Yeah. Now now Morgan, that was a huge strategic move on my part, but they didn't show the confessionals. They didn't show the confessionals again, whether or not. It was going to happen. My point behind it was she would have been the fourth beauty. She would have been the fourth beauty. I don't care if they were working together at that moment, but the possibility of them getting together later on, it would have been four beauties. It would have been only three bronze had we got rid of uh, Tasha. They wanted to get rid of Tasha, and I talked them out of it because I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to keep four beauties strong. So I told them, I was telling them, listen, Morgan's lazy. She don't do nothing. And on top of that, she was fighting with Cass. So I knew Cass at that moment was very pivotal in my game because had she gone back to our alliance, they would have voted for me. And that's when I see my the four votes were my name going down. And that's when I went crazy. I went ballistic. Yeah, you, want, you wanted to poop. I, I did poop on myself. Remember I was saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, to, to me, to me, when I see my name four times in tribal council, again, I, I start thinking like myself. So I was like the other people. I was saying if I was the other people and I seen this all of these people want Tony out. They're advertising. Hey, guys, right. whenever you're ready to get rid of Tony, just come to us and we'll vote for him because we want him out. So at that moment, I said, you know what? Here, here it is again. I got to make a move. I got to flip the script again, just like I did with the cliff thing in the beginning. I said, you know what? I got to make my move. I'm not going to stay rock bottom and just to wait to see what unfolds. I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to wait for it to happen. So so the Morgan move, it was. I, I can't remember exactly who was in it, but it would have been four beauties. It would have been three bronze and it would have been two brains. If we got rid of Tasha, right? Who has the power? Who had, the four beauties have the power. Again, yes, they were bickering. They weren't getting along. That's fine. At that day, they weren't. But what happens tomorrow or the right. next day? Why can't LJ go up to them and say, listen, guys, I know we don't get along. Beauty but this strong. is the smart thing to do. Yeah. This yeah. is the smart thing to do. And that's how that I wanted to prevent anything from happening. Whether it was going to happen or not, I didn't care. 
I wanted to prevent it from happening because, again, if I was LJ or if I was Jeremiah or whoever I was on the beauties, I would say, guys, look what we got here. We got four beauties. I don't care if we don't get along. Let's just stick together and make it to the end. All right. So that's why I want to get rid of Morgan. So now I got rid of Morgan. It was down to three beauties, three, uh, three beauties, right? Three brains. Yeah. And three bronze at that moment. Yes, yeah. Right? Nine and nine. Uh, is that right? Well, uh, well Morgan was at, Morgan was at, was she at uh, eight, right? No. Uh, wasn't uh, Tasha was Tasha was uh, sorry. Morgan was at ten then, final ten, and then LJ was at nine. It was at nine, seven, and five were the big uh, the big swings. So then it went to three, 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 three brains, three beauties, three brawn. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. All right. Well, but but the whole the whole my whole point about it is that you know like they didn't show the confessional where I sat there in the confessional. As a matter of fact, they didn't even show a fight I had with Trish because Tasha won the next immunity challenge and she pulls me over the tree mail. I told you let's get rid of Tasha. She's gonna win every immunity. And I said I said I said Trish, please please chill out. Why'd you want to get rid of Morgan? She wasn't doing anything. She wasn't a threat. Trish, it wasn't your name being thrown around tribal council. You have nothing to worry about, Trish. I do. I didn't want Morgan to be the fourth beauty. And I said it over and over and over, but they didn't show that. And again, that was a strategic move. That wasn't our, let's just get rid of Morgan instead of Tasha. Because people were saying, damn, why didn't they get rid of Tasha? Why would they get rid of Morgan? Morgan was just a pillow. But that was my reason behind it. She might have been a pillow, but she was a number. And she was a number for LJ. And I didn't want that. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's get to Jeffra. Yeah, this was because this was, this was a big and highly controversial move. Now, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, why? hold on. Let's uh, actually before just talking about Jeffra, and this is what leads to you wanting to vote her out. So Jeffra at final eight, she goes on the reward with Spencer and those guys. And I okay. know Spencer has said his biggest regret is that he didn't say to Jeffra, "Hey, let's. I'll give you the immunity idol if you vote with us and you force the tie here against Tony at final eight. And mm. so. That do you feel like you dodged a bullet that they weren't able to pull that off? You know what Spencer Spencer told me too. He regrets that, and I tell Spencer, how can you regret that? How can you take a chance when you see how strong our team is? How you know we're, we're doing what we're doing? Why would you tell somebody you have an idol? You got to use it to protect yourself. You tell you have an idol. That's it. You you just showed her all your cards. So he, he didn't. I, I don't think I would have told about the idol. Just like I didn't tell Sarah about the idol. I had a real idol. I could have said, "Hey, Sarah, look, I got a real idol. Stay with us, and we'll vote Castle." Remember that? Yeah. I could have done that, but I didn't. There was no. There's no reason for you to give the enemy your goods. You don't show your enemy the goods unless you you're really strong about it. And they weren't real strong about Jeffra. So there's. No, I don't know why Je- Spencer needs to stop thinking about that. That he should have, could have, would have. He shouldn't have done it. He, he beat himself up with- over it. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he, I mean, you, you know, the guy's, he's an awesome kid, man, but there's no reason for him to regret that move. He didn't have to do it. Jeffra, if she, Jeffra comes back to us, Jeffra comes back to us and advertises to us that she was going to go on the other side. Yeah, I was thinking about flipping Tony because I didn't like what you did to us and I don't want to get fooled by you again. It took me four hours of apologizing to Jeffra. You know, they didn't show that. They just showed Trish talking to Jeffra about, you know, like, let's just stay strong. But it took me four hours talking to Jeffra down the beach. Please, Jeffra, I'm, I'm really sorry. I really didn't think I, I really didn't couldn't tell you about LJ because I knew you and LJ were close. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I went on and on and on and on about it. So but in my mind, especially in my other spy shack, 
the one by the well. I heard, and my spy shack, by the way, Jeffra caught me in my spy shack down by the well. She caught me coming out of the spy shack when I was spying on Trish and Cass. So I'm in my spy shack listening to Cass tell Trish. So Trish, what do you think about Tony? Uh, he, you know, he's he's trying to run the show here. And Trish's like, I don't know, I like him. You know, you know, he's with us right now. We have to focus on Spencer. You know, like that's that was the talk, and I heard that. And then when I came crawling out of there, Jeffrey was right there. And she saw me. So she goes back and tells everybody, yeah, Tony's doing some shenanigans. He's spying on you people. And that's when I went in the water and Trish said, Tony, you got to tell us. And that's when I started promising them. I swear on everything I love. I swear I won't do this no more. I won't spy on you guys no more. And that's when I was doing all that. How many spy shacks did you have? Uh, one, one in the shelter. I had one by the fire. So at night, people would go over there and you can't see nothing at night, especially when you're looking at a bright fire. I could be two inches away from you. You won't see me. So I would crawl on the floor like 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 G.I. Joe. You ever seen G.I. Joe, the little soldiers that we had as a kid? So that's what I used to. I used to just crawl real slow into the bushes right next to the fire. And I used to listen to them talk, but they were just always whispering so low. It was hard to hear, but it was just just nothing talk. It wasn't nothing useful. The other spy shack I had was by the well where I heard uh, Jeffrey saying to Trish, he's not happy with me. And that's when I knew that Jeffrey was not on my team. And then another one by at Tremel, when people used to go to Tremel to congregate around Tremel, at another spy shack there by the trees. Oh my God. So cool. <laughs> Did they have different names? Did they have different names? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like the stations yeah. on the Lost Island? No, I just, every time I seen people walk, I would just nonchalantly, I would, I, I would walk real slow in a camp, kick a stone, pick a leaf off the tree, and just walk real slow like nothing. And as soon as I got out of their sight, pew! I would run 100 miles an hour to my spy shack. So before before they got to my spy shack, really the area fast. where my spy shack was, I was there. But to them, I just looked like I was just moping around, like pulling a tree, kicking a little, you know, like picking up a twig, breaking the twig, just looking at the sky. And then as soon as I cleared the corner, man, those camera guys were falling. The camera was going flying to the left. The producers were going to the right. It was hysterical. When they were chasing me down the trail, they went flying. They had, they had to pull me over and have a pet talk with me and say, listen, you, you're, you're too dangerous. You're going to hurt one of us. You're going to hurt yourself. Slow it down. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so, all right, let's talk about Jeffra. Final seven now. You decide to vote with Spencer and Tasha and Wu against the three women here. And uh, you vote out Jeffra and Cass and Trish are, again, left in the dark. Okay. Well, and the other thing too is Spencer doesn't have immunity, right? Young lad, for the first time, is is a fair target. Yes, he's a fair target. And at that point, I get rid of Spencer. Who's the next target, Stephen? Who are they coming after next? I mean, I don't Steve, know. I mean, I, I would think you're in control, Tony. You're in control. You know, you, you can manipulate these people. You ain't manipulating nobody. If you get rid of Spencer, who's next? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, that was my thinking too. With uh, with my my guy, my my JT, and he ended up winning. It's it's a danger, right? No. Yeah, well, it's a, it's again, it's a risk. I'd rather stay in the game as long as I can. Go ahead, Rob. No, I was like saying, this is this now. This was for the record. This is the moment when you were the most unhappy with Stephen Fishback this season, right? Yeah, I think it was this was this might have been the glasses. Was this the glasses moment? Yeah, be, be, because again, I, I'm making these moves, and you're over there. All you're talking about is giving props to Spencer, and I'm He's saying, so great. huh? He's great. I love Spencer. I love him too, but you got to give props to where the props needs to go. And <laughs> you I get so many props. Come on, you're like a, you're like a black hole for props. You know, I can't I can't feel that void for you. Well, well you know what you know what it is, uh, uh, Stephen. Again, I'm watching it, and you know what? 
again, I can't, you know what? I'm biased because I know what was going on. I know what I was saying in my confessionals. I went through details in my thought process to the cameras. Right. They would ask me, so Tony, what do you think about Steven? <laughs> Steven this, and, then, and then Rob, and then Spencer, and then this, and then this. And I went on and on and on and on and on, right? And then they would say, okay, you're done. Yeah, of course they couldn't use that. You were speaking llama, my yes. God. Like, no, no, they but, can't but let's was, play was, devil's advocate here because... Uh, I, you know, you've told us all throughout the game, you have so much control and make all these moves and you can course correct and all these things. So if you voted out Spencer that night, okay. okay. And then you say, okay, now who was going to be next? Are yes. you telling me that all of a sudden Trish, who's been your loyal partner all through this whole game, she's going to vote with Cass, who she, uh, told she hates. She can't stand Cass. She's never met anybody like her. Now she, Trish is going to leave you and go and work with Cass to get you out of the game it wasn't at that point that they were fighting trish and Cass weren't fighting at that point we were all getting along at that point trish said i i never liked you she she can say what she can say whatever she wants but at that point we were all getting along there was no fights between Cass and trish or i and you wouldn't have been able to manage the situation you wouldn't have been able to talk these women out of voting you out I, I would think not because that was the right thing for them to do. If they wanted to win the game, if they wanted to get further, they had to get rid of me. But Just like we had to get rid of Spencer. The same way we all knew we had to get rid of Spencer, they all knew that I, they had to get rid of me. It's that simple. What do you think, Steven? I don't know. I mean, you know, like when you switch on your alliance, you're like, oh, I know these people. I can talk my way back into their good graces. And then, you know, you're like, well, I mean, if you can switch on your alliance, right. you can vote someone out. Well, well, here's the deal, Stephen. You yeah. have Jeffra. You have Jeffra that was gonna flip on me. She didn't flip on me because my my thought process is she didn't flip on me because she didn't have the numbers. She's not gonna she's not gonna go and tie it up. So the main target, which is me, is the only one that's gonna be protected in a tie. Why is she gonna do that? It makes no, no. sense. No, I, I agree. I think losing that extra number is is uh, it could be uh, yeah. I think losing that big threat could be disastrous. So, so, so this is what I'm saying. Why am I going to leave a person like Jeffra that already came clean to me and told me she was going to blindside me? Why am I going to leave her in the game when the numbers are going to be against me at that moment? She's going to talk to Trish. She's going to talk to Cass. She's going to have her girls alliance. Okay, They're going to try to get... Hypothetically speaking, okay, so if if everything you say is is valid, and we'll we'll go with that, okay, Trish and Cass aren't fighting, and they could turn on you. Wasn't yes. there just as equal of a chance that Trish and Cass could go off with Spencer and Tasha and vote for you? No. Why not? No, because they're petrified of Spencer and Tasha. They wanted them out ASAP throughout the whole merge. That's all they wanted, Spencer and Tasha. And I kept telling you guys, as long as Spencer and Tasha were in the game. I was clean cell all the way to the end. So that's why they would never side it with Spencer and Tasha because they wanted them out badly. Yeah, there were a lot of times, right, when Cass was like, ah, should we take out Tony? Ah, we can't. You get Spencer in the game. He'll win. Tony won't win. And, and, and that's all that's been going on. They kept yeah. – and you know what? They, they were challenge threats, and they were terrified of challenge threats. And me and Spencer would laugh about it, and we'd be like, yo – how could they be so focused on challenge threats? They, they don't even see me coming, Spencer. And we would joke about it. it. It was like it was crazy that they were so they were so they had tunnel vision. They were like they had their blinders on, and then you see me killing them from within. They were so focused on Tasha and Spencer. So no, my answer to you is no. They would never have worked with Tasha and Spencer. Now I always forget when did you find the Tyler Perry idol? The Tyler Perry idol. I found it. I got poison ivy on my chest. By the way, they didn't show that. When no, I was it's no wonder. Bushes, yeah, I, I was digging through the bushes, looking through it. I was crawling, I was swinging through vines and the trees, looking through the holes in the trees for days. Since the merge, I found it 13 days later from the merge. And I found it the day 
the day that we were supposed to go to, I believe it was supposed to be a tribal council with Jeffra, but the editing made it look like I needed to go find that idol and I found it within 10 minutes. That's hmm. why there was a lot of conspiracy theories out there that it made it look like I just went out there. I was looking for that idol for days and I found it and I went through the bushes and I got poison ivy. And that's why when you saw me find it, I was screaming, I got to go wash up. I got to go wash up. I was on fire. My nipple was on fire. So I ran into the water and I was screaming. I was telling everybody, please blow on my chest, blow on my chest. It's, it's on fire. I'm on fire. Meanwhile, I have the idol dangling through my shorts. I had I put them inside my 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 swim trunks. And I was I was scared it was gonna fall out, but yeah, I, I got poison ivy that day. That was the day where uh, Jeffro Jeffro was thinking about flipping on me. I had the idol, but yet I was still playing the game. I pulled Jeffro to the side for hours, apologizing to uh, three four hours, just saying I'm so sorry, Jeffro. I didn't want to I didn't want to play you out. I didn't want to blindside you. I just didn't want to tell you because I was scared that you were close with LJ. For hours I was doing that. Now, what do you think of the Tyler Perry idol? Are you against it? I mean, obviously you're you're the beneficiary of it. Of it. What do you? What's your take? You know what, Stephen, man, a lot of people are saying that's so powerful. That, that, that thing is not powerful. How did I came out there? It's, it's not powerful, it's Stephen. Powerful. You, can, you can listen. Listen, guys, you you guys know that if I told if you told me you had if Spencer comes on and say, hey, guys, I have a Tyler Perry idol and I could play it after the votes. Guess what? I'm flushing that idol out. But the key is to not say I have a Tyler Perry idol. Oh, OK, so, so that's that's my point. Yes, it, it was powerful in the way I used it. Absolutely. If they didn't know what what they had to fight against. There's, there's no defense against that. But how are you? I mean, the only. I mean, I guess you could flush it out with a split. With you, a split can, vote, you, can, you can flush it out no matter what. You can flush that. You can go to everybody and say, listen, who do you guys want out? You want Steven out? Okay, good. You know Rob has a special idol. So let's tell Rob to vote Steven out. We're all going to vote Steven out. Rob's going to put Steven's name down. We all put Rob's name down. Even his own alliance. Is how dare you? Yeah. What? How dare what? you? But then, but then but Stephen isn't, gets voted out. That's like a terrible solution. No, but, Stephen doesn't get voted out. Yeah, because we all want Stephen out anyway. So whoever, Rob has the idol. So if Rob says, we tell Rob, hey, listen, let's get rid of Steve. You know what? Steve, you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. Steve, you're gone. But the idol's gone also. Damn it. <laughs> but that's a pretty specific case, right? Like nine times out of ten, someone has that idol. The only way to get that idol out of their hands is to really lose a member of your alliance, right? Let's say it's a 5-4 split or a 6-3 split. You know, you, there's, you're not going to be able to get that person out without losing one of your own dudes. That's fine. It ain't you. It ain't you and you're flushing out that special idol. That You have to do it because you know what? They're going to get rid of somebody in your alliance anyway. Could They're going to do it anyway. What's that? It could be you, though. You could be the one going home because of that special idol. Not, not if I'm going to everybody and saying, who do you want out? And they're telling me we want Steven out. But and then you're going to go, damn it. Isn't the best use just to, to not say that you have the idol and then, yes. uh, or if anything, you know, get people to vote for you and then you can use it again? I mean, it's just like something that can help you sleep at night. Like, no matter what, I'm not getting voted out tomorrow. Well, you know what, you know what, Rob? I never thought like that. I, I, I never got laxed. I never put my guards down. I never said, you know what? Now I, I have comfort. I never thought like that. I was playing the game. Even at the auction, you saw me starving. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I threw up after that auction watching Wu eat those big ribs. I was literally throwing up after that. So I, and, and, and you know, we had Jeffra that just came back from the cave eating those buffalo wings that we saw, eating those ribs, talking about getting rid of me. Remember that? That was two days before we went to the auction and she's out there outbidded Tasha. She outbidded Tasha to get food. And I was I wanted to scream because when Tasha voted $100, no, she voted $80 on food. She bid it $80 in the auction. I was going to say, no, nobody bid. It was too late. Jeffrey already said 100 I was like, please, Tasha, vote again. Please bid again. Please bid again. In my mind, I wanted Tasha to bid again because I wanted them to waste their money. I wanted Tasha to waste the money. I wanted Spencer to waste the money. So once Tasha bid $80, I was like so happy 
And then Jeffro raised her hand 100, and she was saying she was hungry. Jeffro, you're 80 pounds, and you just got back from eating. Well, how hungry can yeah. you be? You know, keep keep the idol away from these people. It's not that I wanted the power and I wanted because again, you saw me w with the idols, and I didn't feel like I was powerful. I didn't feel nothing. I just wanted the idols away from the enemy. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I mean it was amazing. I mean, you know, just discipline across the board. Definitely, it was definitely uh, really impressive. I felt one of the really interesting reads that you had, which I was very impressed with, was at the final six when Tasha got voted out and you identified that Tasha wasn't uh, scrambling like she should like she should have been. And you felt like something is up. Uh, now, Tasha said, I, I believe when I interviewed her, she felt like that was a little she wasn't exactly buying that. But I thought that was a, a very, uh, very perceptive on your part. Well, Tasha, yeah, I heard in the interviews too, and I tweeted her. I said, Tasha, I'm trying to give you props saying that you, you were playing the game because stra strategizing and scrambling is playing the game. So if you're going to sit there and say you weren't strategizing, that means you weren't playing the game. If you're not scrambling, you're not playing. So that means all you had in that game to offer was your, your, chal your, challenge, uh, your challenge wins. So, you know, so in her, she, she played herself out by saying that. But the truth of the matter is, why did she get played out? Why did she get stood up by LJ if she wasn't scrambling? You know, she was scrambling the whole time. She was trying to make moves the whole time. She would talk with Trish. She would talk with Jeffra. She would talk with LJ. She would talk with everybody. And like, she would talk with everybody. Every single body in that game she would talk to. She even came up to me and said, hey, Tony, would you be willing to work with me? I said, well, it all depends, Tasha. If you could get me some information that you that is credible information that they're trying to get rid of me, that they're trying to play me out, I'll work with you. So how are you not scrambling, Tasha? Every time I turned around, you were talking with somebody, Tasha. Yeah. So how about that, Tosh? So, not, so and, and and that that specific time, she comes back and she conceded. And I told Spence, I said, since when is Tasha just going to concede? She's going to go to the pond and wash her hair. She said, I said, get out of here. Don't give me that. You know, it's like you, you would have been going crazy right now. You didn't win immunity. You know, we were all after you from day one. And all of a sudden you're just at peace with going home. No, that, that's not that's not that's not how it works. Not from you. Steve, Are you a great poker player? I, I play good, man. Yeah, I bet you're a good poker player. I'm a very good player. Yeah. Steven, you like uh, go to the pond? You like yeah. that? What do you prefer, go to the pond or devil's lounge? What's going to catch on? I like the devil's lounge, you know, because we all know, you know, the devil. What's really the, I, I like rock and rob most of all. Rock and rob, devil's lounge, yeah. <laughs> ding, marry, kill. I, yeah. uh, rock and rob, devil's lounge. Didn't I give you a t-shirt that says rock and rob on it? You did. You did. And uh, my wife put it somewhere. I have to find it. I didn't get a t-shirt that said that that shit stained Steven. <laughs> no, no, that that's going to catch that on, was, too. I'm not, the one, I'm not the one that tweeted that. That's why. That's not mine. <laughs> that was another guy. All right. All right. So then when we got to the final five, this was probably the most puzzling move uh, for us. Your decision to vote out Trish at the, at the final five. And now, you know, you and I have talked. We did a, an interview, and we've come to know that it was all about jury management but steven do you still have any remaining questions about why tony voted out trish at the final five no i let think it was great yeah let me ask you a question rock and rob yes yeah i'm here who should i have voted out well i gotta remember now who won immunity I'll spencer tell right now who's there. i'll tell you right now spencer's there with immunity right right you have trish you have Cass. you have who who do you vote out i think at the time i felt like uh what did i say i wanted you to vote out what Cass, and then go to the final. Uh, go to Cass? I'm going to vote out Cass, the person that's going to get zero votes. That no. makes sense. It does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. So now, so now, what do I have? I have Trish and I have Wu, right? 
Both of them likable. Both of them have the same chance of winning the game, as far as I thought at that time. That's what I'm thinking to myself, that either one of them have a good chance of winning the game against me if I went to the finals with them. So between the two, I'd rather keep Wu that helped me beat Spencer in the next immunity challenge. And it's as simple as that. And that's the only reason Trish went home that night. Or else I would have got rid of Cass. I would have played my idol for Trish and got rid of Cass. I mean, I buy it. If Spencer had won that final four immunity, does he win the game? Uh, there was another one. It was a uh, final three. We had another immunity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, there was, yeah, there, so you, had, you had two well, bullets. We would have had another. Yeah, and, and my bullet, one of them was my uh, fake idol. Remember, on four, I was yeah. protected. So because if I didn't play that idol, if I didn't pretend that I had that idol, they would have voted for me if Spencer won that, that immunity. I would have been gone. Do you think so, you should have been allowed to say the rules of the idol or should the other players have had to gotten to know yeah. uh, from production? If, if, they, if they wanted everybody to know, they should have told us before the idol was in play. But if do you think that's more fair? I totally agree with you, but like, don't you think it's more fair if everyone knows the rules of the of the game? Steven, it's Survivor, man. Who's who's saying anything about being fair, man? A Survivor, you think it's fair when when you're planning strategies and you you're going this way and then Jeff says, put the brakes on. All right, we're gonna do a merge. We're gonna do but, a swap. But yeah. everyone's blindsided equally there, right? Like okay. with with uh, yeah. Do you think it's fair that after every challenge that I do the obstacle courses, I'm flying through obstacle courses, I see a puzzle in front of me? Is that fair? Well, but again, like it's like yeah, everybody you know, has to do the puzzle. Everyone, everyone is facing the same thing, yes, right? Whereas guess, it's like in the in the with the idol, only one person knows how it works. But guess what? You don't have a tribe of brains in every season, okay? Yeah. So you have a, a, a tribe of brains. I'm not you sure these people of, were brains. Yeah, you, you have a tribe of brawns, right? Why don't you give us a, a, something brawny at the end of the, uh, the obstacle? Let us hold our weight up. Let us do the a thousand pushups. The brawny part, right? Like, isn't the whole <laughs> obstacle? Isn't the whole obstacle brawny? No, unless you're handicapped, anybody can do an obstacle course, okay? <laughs> as long as you have your two legs and you can run, anybody can do it. It's just a matter how fast you're going to do it. Yeah. But a puzzle, you got to know how to do puzzles, right. okay? So if you're going to have a brains team, don't just dedicate everything. Don't gear it towards brains at the end. Give them a second chance to catch up. Do something for Braun too. Let us do some push-ups. Let us hold sandbags up. <laughs> yeah. let, us, let us hold our own weight up. All right, you know, so next next challenge, you guys will go through the <laughs> obstacle course, go over the tough nut, then climb up the ladder, and then do 15 push-ups. Drop and give okay. me 15. Exactly my point. So that's gonna it's going to be favored towards the brawn person, towards somebody that's strong in the flag. Look, I agree with you that Survivor is inherently unfair, right? But it, the way it works is that different parts of the game are unfair to different people at different times. So yes. there's times that it's great to be brawny. There's times it's great to be brainy. Yes. What I didn't yes. like about the idol was that only one person was favored by that to the detriment of everybody else. Yes. And you know what? It left it up to me to come up with a strategy that's going to benefit me because it could have blew up in my face. I could have went around there swinging it like a lasso and saying, look what I got, everybody. I could have done that. And there's people that probably would have done that if they found it. And there's people that wouldn't even have found it to begin with. So I had to dig through it. And and here goes the thing, too, that I said in plenty of my interviews. I don't know if you guys heard it. The only reason I found that was because I dug through roots. Right. No, that's true. That's fair. Okay. The only reason I dug through roots was because... Trish, when I gave her the fake idol, came to me and told me, hey, listen, Sarah and Lindsay are digging through the roots of that tree by the water well. So from that day, number one, it stuck to my head that, hey, why are they digging through roots? They had to have some kind of clue. They had to have read something that's telling them to dig through the roots. So from that point on, all my searches started from the roots all the way up. Every single tree on that beach, the bridges, the palm trees, the, every tree there, every tree that I did, I started from the roots. 
But how did you have time to go search through all the roots of every tree if you were spending three, four hours in a spy shack every day? Hey, listen, I didn't sleep. These people, every time it rained, they were running into the shelter. I was out there cutting pound fronds in storms. You ever seen it? Well, there was some footage of me in the monsoon when the 90, 100 degree weather, I was trying to put the roof together. Every day, all I was doing was working out there. That was just part of it. So they just excused me. No matter what I was doing, they didn't even think about me. Remember, I kept looking for, I found every single idol clue. I found it in the coffee. In the coffee. Remember when we won donuts? Yes, yes. I found it in the coffee. They didn't show that. I found another clue in the robes. When we, me, Jeremiah, and Spencer went on that, that massage thing, I went through all the robes. There was three robes there. I tried on the first one. I said, oh, this one's too big. I put on the middle one. Oh, this one's too tight. Then I took the third one and I walked away with it because I'm saying, you know what? It was in the first two, so maybe something's in the third one, but I'm not going to search it there. So I put it on and I walked to the shower. I find the clue. So I kept making sure that I found the clue so these people don't even know that idols exist on the island. Steven, do you have more questions from Tony's game before we talk about what other people's questions are for Tony? I mean, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea that like, uh, you know, that like being that survivor is inherently unfair for many different people. And like finding idols is a unique skill that, you know, is like being a brain or a brawn or, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's convincing. It's convincing. You know what, Steven? It's not really, I won't say it's a skill, but listen, the harder you work, the luckier right. you get. Is sure, that absolutely. Yes. That's absolutely. true in life too, Tony. That, well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. So you put a needle in a haystack, the person that's going to go th- through it and you know, two seconds, chances are they're not going to find it. But when you have someone like me, I was relentless, man. As Spencer, the idol Spencer found, I was looking for that idol that he found so many more days than he was looking for it. Even after he found it, I was still looking for it. Okay. I didn't stop, man. I didn't stop. So, uh, what, why didn't you get a shutout? What, what's the deal? What was that? What's, what was up with that, that, that one vote for what? Yeah. Why, why would Tasha not vote for you? Cause it's my fault. You know, it's my fault. Uh, again, uh, every, like, like Russell, when he says that they didn't vote for him cause the game is flawed. It's, it's your fault, man. When you don't get a vote at the end, it's your fault. Yeah. Had I blindsided, had I blindsided LJ after I promised him this and I, and I went behind him and I was a weasel about it and I was a snake about it and shook his hand, yeah, 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 we're, we're in it. And then I go and I blindsided him. That hurts more than what I did, right? So it would have been my fault if I didn't come up with a lie for LJ to vote for me. Okay. So with Tasha, when we're sitting there, Tasha wanted to, you know, when I, when I seen them talking, all the girls, to me, again, maybe the girl alliance wasn't forming, but I didn't want it to form. After there was only two guys and there was four girls, the only right thing for them to do is join with each other and work with each other to get rid of the two guys that were left over. So, again, whether whether it was happening or it wasn't happening, I wanted to prevent it in case it did happen later on. And things changed every day. And I'm living proof of how things change every hour in that game because yeah. I change my mind every hour. So wh- I wanted to work with you today, but tomorrow I don't. Same thing with the Girls Alliance. So I told Tasha after that, after we voted, I forgot which vote off it was. I say, Tasha, let me ask you a question. You, 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 you're going around politics and that you want an all-girls alliance. What are you going to do when you get rid of all the guys? Not one of you girls ever made a fire. Not one of you girls cut a coconut. And then she, she gets all salty and saying, what are you trying to say? Woman can't. No, no, Tasha. I'm not trying to say woman can't do it. I'm saying you guys haven't done it. You guys, you Trish haven't done it. You Cass haven't done it. You Jeffrey haven't done it. You Cass, uh, Tasha haven't done it. You ladies. I don't care about the ladies outside the world. You ladies have not done it while I've been here. So what are you going to do when we're gone? And let me tell you, I've been starting fires from day one. I've been trying to start fires. It's muggy. The dew in that sky, in the jungle, right. the rain, it's impossible, almost impossible. I had to use so much strength and so much energy day in, day out to start a fire. 
I'm not taking anything from the girls, but I'm saying I had so much experience with 30 days into the game, and now all of a sudden you guys are going to come and make a fire? No way. No chance you're making a fire 30 days into the game when you didn't do it once. And that was my point to her. And she got salty. She thought I was being a, a, a sexist or whatever you want to call it. I wasn't. I was just making an observation that you ladies never made a fire once. There's no way you're going to make a fire when the guys are gone. You're going to starve. You're not going to drink anything. You're going to you're going to croak on this island. <laughs> did it mean so a lot? Did it mean a lot to you to get the shutout, or you don't care? I don't. I, I don't care about the shutout. I, I, I didn't care. I mean, I was I, obviously I'm ecstatic that I even got all those votes to begin with, you know, because I, you know, I blind. I, I hurt Trish. I hurt uh, Jeffra. I hurt uh, LJ. I hurt Jeremy. You know, I hurt a lot of people, man. So for them to give me their votes, man, I'm flattered. I'm honored. I'm I'm happy. But like I said, it was my fault. It was poor management with Tasha. I should have kept my mouth shut like I did the whole game, just trying to control the jury. I didn't want to get on nobody's bad side, you know, and I did it. I came out and I told her how I felt, and I shouldn't have done that because it cost me the vote, and it could have cost me the game. Okay. Steven, any other questions from Tony's moves from the game before we get to your questions from the audience? No, I think I think it's time to go into the user que- or to the viewer questions. All right, come on, guys! You you've been knocking my game since day one, and now you guys that's all you have for me. You answered that's all you want. that was that was ninety minutes. Yeah, that Tony, I, I went on <laughs> I went on TonyVlachos.com and I I read the frequently asked questions, and you answered so many of them that oh, you're right. the you're the only person that interviews yourself on your own website. <laughs> That, that, that's that's true too <laughs> yeah steven have you been to tony com? i mean i it's daily bookmark yeah yes oh uh, <laughs> so i'm going right now i'm going right now what, what, what do we got what do we got here okay so yeah any the, the frequently asked questions i think we crashed it okay yeah. uh, also on tony com. i love that you have the t-shirts not just from survivor but also from the police versions of the tony t-shirts steven have you seen these Oh wow! It's like it's like some like some totalitarian state where Tony's our emperor. yes, he's like big he's like Big Brother, and <laughs> big so game. in the police designs, one of them, my favorite one, is the one about uh, cy- cyberbullying, and it says uh, cyberbullies can be sick. Never post a private pic. Uh, and apparently there's a girl, I thought it looks like Jeffra. She's, uh, oh. sent a naked picture of herself to Tony's iPhone wow. in, in the picture. And now she's being cyber bullied. Uh, wow. where, where is this? <laughs> this is on, this, this is on Tony Flagel's like, now Tony, is this a, is this an issue that, uh, that the police officers are getting involved in the, uh, sexting of, of private pics? And you, you know what? I mean, it might be a joke, like we're laughing about it, but you have 12-year-old girls. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It is really 30, a problem. 13 year old girls, they, you know, they, they, they discover their boobs, so they take pictures of their boobs, and they send it to their <laughs> friends, and their friends blast it. I mean, it's not funny, Rob. It's, it's pretty sad, man. <laughs> and, they, and the whole schools have it. And, and you know what? And you're a young girl. You're a 12, 13-year-old girl, you know, and, and now everybody's seeing your boobs that, you know, just because you thought it was cool to send it to one of your friends. And that, you know, and we have a lot of that. And let me tell you, I did that. We love TVTs.com. And the first two, three days, I got over like 400 orders and I had to close the site down because I wasn't expecting that much. There were schools that bought a whole bunch of the, uh, the, the not the cyber bully. They bought the, hey, bully, think you're cool. Did you see that one? Yeah. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. They bought, there was one that bought like, tw- there was one person that bought 25. There was another one. There was three other people that bought 15 and 20 for their classes. So it was pretty cool, you know? Yes. Hey, bully, hey bully, think you're cool. Look in the mirror, you silly fool. And then you're holding up the mirror to the bully's face and showing him uh, how silly he looks. 
Yeah, but you know, and it's and it's pretty cool. It's it's cool for the kids, you know. That was cool for the kids, and you know, obviously, I'm not doing it for the money. I mean, that's that's obvious. I was just doing it just to just to make that. A lot of fans asked for it too, by the way. They were asking, "Oh, I love your cartoons," because I started the cartoon campaigns so I could get Twitter fans, which backfired on me. But uh, that's why I started the whole cartoon thing. So okay. Uh, this is great. I would I would recommend everyone check this out. It's actually a really fun website, and it's 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 engaging. TonyVlachos.com. Yes, and, and and we Tony, we have a lot of young listeners who listen to this thing. So just, again, tell tell people no no sexting if you're underage. Yeah, no, even if you're overage, don't just don't do it. Or what about Snapchat? Or the picture disappears in a couple seconds. That's what Stephen uses. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Okay. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. So, uh, I use Instagram. Insta, Insta, Instagram. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we are going to take, uh, some of your questions, but first, Tony, I have something that I want to tell you guys about that. You're going to, you're going to love this. Steven and I, uh, since probably a- around the time you voted out LJ in the game have been hard at work at our, a project that we've yeah. been working on. Steven and I have been recording a survivor know it all's audio book about the 49 laws of survivor and i'm very excited i haven't i haven't announced this yet and this is something that we are just getting out there that steven and i have been recording uh we've just finished a 10 hour plus project going through the 49 strategies of survivor and boy we had some nice things to say about you tony all right, let's hear them. We well, have, you gotta, well, you'll, you, yeah. You're gonna, you're you gonna hear them. Yeah, you're gonna hear them in the book uh, because what we did was we took the book, the Forty Eight Laws of Power, which actually, Tony, I'm not sure if you ever read it, but you actually uh, know it pretty well without even reading it. I bet. I never. It's, it's, all yeah, about so, the, it's all about the laws of power. It's by this guy Robert Greene, and it's all about the laws that people use in their daily lives, or you know, in the the 13th century courts to manipulate people and gain power, and to sort of you know use people to their ends, to read people, to be like do the right thing in the right situation. So it applies to daily life, but it also applies very much to Survivor. And you really did. Uh, you know, we certainly talk about you because you certainly used a lot of those laws uh, throughout throughout your game, including one that we didn't even attribute to you. But the idea of giving people a confession to things to build a closer relationship, that's one of the laws. Yeah. Well, you you guys know that I don't read books. So, you know, I didn't read that. <laughs> this, well, this, this is, is an audio, audio book. Perfect. You could listen yeah, to exactly. it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we are just starting up the pre-order for this. Uh, it's going to be out later this month. And what we're doing for people uh, who want to pre-order the book, uh, you could check out the sample of the introduction and chapter one of the book. It's about 32 minutes, uh, the free sample that's available. You can go to robhasawebsite.com slash 49 laws. Robhasawebsite.com slash 49 laws and what we're going to do for the people that pre-order and also the patrons of rob as a podcast steven and i are going to get together later this month and do a exclusive show we are going to do the follow-up to the survivor think tank where we came up with all of the different twists that you guys suggested and we said whether they worked or not and tony i'd love to get from you when we do that show your ideas for future twists to survivor you, you lost me. My attention span is very small. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not talking about you now. <laughs> yes. It's really funny. Listen, 
It's, it's all about me, man. So if, I, if you ain't talking about me, I tune you out. All right. Well, t- Tony, do you have ideas for twists for future Survivor seasons? Yes, I have a few. Okay. All right. Well, we want to hold on to them. Hold on to them. We want to hear them from you. Later on this month, Stephen and I are going to do a a special podcast, Survivor Think Tank 2, uh, for the people that pre-order the book. It's available for $15 if you pre-order. And that's at robinsonwebsite.com slash 49laws. It's 10 plus hours of Stephen and I talking about uh, this sort of nonsense that you guys like. We, We get in deep. We get in deep to the game. We get in deep to the laws. We, we touch on humanity. Okay. Yeah. And that's Rob's website.com slash four nine laws. Uh, Paul Borges in the chat room is asking if you spell it out now. Four nine laws. Okay. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And more information is available on the website. Okay. So let's uh, to get into some of these questions. I, so I have the list and I sent them to Steven too. So he has this, the same list. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking at the list as we speak. All right. How about this one from Sophie Clark? And she wants oh, to yeah. know, tell me the meaning of your tattoo any chance you'll get a survivor one? Um, if you go to TonyBlackos.com, you're going to see the, the whole origination of the tattoo. Uh, I was 17, 17 years old, started lifting some sand weights, started getting my chest growing a little bit. I went to a tattoo parlor. I seen a ferocious panther. I said, you know what? I want that tattoo. So I tattooed the panther on my chest. Later on, 20 years old, 22 years old, I started getting real jacked, real diesel. That panther started looking like a little kitten because my chest was getting so big. So I said, you know what? I got to get rid of this panther. So the only thing I could do was cover it up. So this is a cover-up tattoo, and that's why it looks like a big blotch in the middle of my chest. So that ex- I, I would never get a tattoo again. Those pictures, you were huge, man. You were, you were a giant. I was a monster, man. I was, yeah. uh, two, I was 225 with a 29-inch waist, 29, 30-inch waist. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, the power so- of drugs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said the power of drugs? <laughs> That's what I said. The okay. power of drugs. Oh my god. Yeah. Tony, yeah. get a t-shirt for juice that. It. Just juice it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so th- that's what happened to you. you got you got too massive and your tattoo looked too small. I, th- this is a an issue I have to worry about. It looked like a little kitten. <laughs> All right. So you should you should get huge before you get tattoos, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, interesting. Would you get a survivor? No more survivor tattoos, right? No, no more, no tattoos. I won't get no more tattoos. Not even one of Tyler Perry's face. Nothing. Okay. Um, so, so I've got a good question for you. Bobby Lewis wants to know. So, so Rob Sesternino has done a lot of Tony impressions throughout oh. the season. Can you do a Rob Sesternino impression? This no, would be good. I'm sorry, man. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I can't. Okay. All right. That's fine. Besides yeah. Llama, do you do any other voices? No, nah, you know what? That was just a spontaneous thing. And uh, just to touch up on the llama, I didn't just pull that out of the sky. Cass was telling us that she was an animal handler. She, she obviously dealt with llamas because I, I live in the city. I know about pigeons and rats. I don't know nothing about llamas. So I didn't just come out of the blue and say, you know what? I'm going to speak a llama to you. So she definitely told me that she handled llamas, and which was believable because there was no way where anybody was going to believe that she was an attorney. So that fit her perfect. An animal handler is what she was. <laughs> Okay. Um, Jacinta Mary Paul wants to know, why is woo called weasel woo? Now, you touched on weasel woo before. Is the answer that there is no reason why woo is called weasel woo? No. Well, my my thing was from the beginning when when uh, when uh, as a matter of fact, they even showed footage of it when he was talking with Sarah. I guess they were talking about throwing the gate, throwing it for Cliff. Remember, they were talking and I walked up in the conversation and that's when they pulled me in the confessionals. And I said, yeah, I walk up to Sarah and Wu talking and their eyes were like this, like deer in headlights. That's because every time Wu was talking with Cliff and I would come up, 
they would put the brakes on and it would be like, they'll be chirping, chirping, chirping. And as soon as I come in, they would put the brakes on. So that's when I say, you know what? He's a weasel, man. He's telling me he's with me. And meanwhile, every time I come next to them, they stop talking. So that's why I called him Weasel Woo and I called Cliff useless. I called, I said, useless Cliff and Weasel Woo. I don't know if you guys remember that. When I built the spy shack, I said, I'm building this so I can hear what useless Cliff and Weasel Woo have to say about me. And that was, you know, Weasel Woo was because him and Cliff would always talk. And when I went up to them, they'd stop talking. And Cliff, every time I asked him, hey, Cliff, boost me up this, I cut a pound front. Oh, not right now, Tom, maybe later. So, you know, he never wanted to help out with nothing. So I was like, I called him useless. <laughs> there you go. Can you talk Weasel to Woo? No, no, I don't know how to talk Weasel, man. Okay. Um, Jeremiah Yap wants to know, there's two two part question. Jeremy, your, Jeremy Yap. Jeremy Yap, yeah. Who is your favorite castaway to play with from your season? Who did you most enjoy playing with or against? And if you ever return to Survivor, who is one castaway you would like the opportunity to play with? See, that's a tough question. I mean, obviously, I like Trish. We we had we had chemistry. Trish and I had chemistry right from the beginning. Uh, she's she's just a genuine, awesome person that we bonded real good. So uh, you you know, again, Spencer. Later on, I met Spencer, and he was a great, awesome chemistry. Was there? We bonded also. But uh, I I mean, I, I like them all, man. We we all went out there. We all went out there with a mission. You know, some of us failed our mission. Some of us accomplished the mission. But we all went out there to do the same thing. So it's it's and and to play again with somebody, I don't care who I play with. You know what I mean? It, Anybody, I'll play with anybody again. It doesn't matter. So it's not like I'll say, oh, I want to, because you can't, like, I don't want to play with Spencer because what am I going to do? One of us could win. So I don't want to go with somebody I like to play yeah. against him because in the end, one of us got to win. I want to win. Therefore, you know, what am I going to do? Some I, Like Trish, I like Trish. I'm not going to go there again and say, oh, I want to play with Trish and then try to backstab her again so I can win. You know, so it's, it's hard to say who I'd like to play with again because whoever I play with again, I'm going to try to beat them. Well, so who who do you think you you who would you want to play against from like you know if you went back like other cast yeah, from other seasons who don't you like you know what it, it, it honestly Rob it doesn't matter who who they are it matters to me how they play so it could be Russell it could be anybody there I don't care who they are I just want to know how they play how they're thinking that's all I care about so it doesn't really matter to me I, I've been asked that question I know it's cheap it sounds cheap but that's that's my answer man I, I don't care but it would feel pretty good to vote out Stephen though right after what he <laughs> no, said about I, you. Never nah, been. nah, Steve, Steve is a cool dude, man. I would never yeah. want to vote him out. And that would hurt me. You know what? I would sacrifice myself for Steven to get to the end. Oh, okay. I think it's true. We have that relationship. We would take, <laughs> we would take a smuff for each other. See, this is yeah. used for uh, you, Steve. I, I, yeah. I would throw myself on the sword for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, in a similar note, Joe Salarte says, Russell Hance tweeted yeah. that you would not last against the big boys, quote unquote, and that you would be the first boot in a future season. Uh, and giving that Boston Rob said the same exact thing against Russell in season 20, do you think that you already have a leg up on him? Uh, that, I, that would, I would be the first one out if I played again? Well, against the big boys like, like against, Randy yes, and Coach that like, Russell played against. Against the big boys, yes. <laughs> yeah. Russell beat Randy. So. Listen, listen. My first time out there, it was a rookie season, right? Next time I go out there, I'm going to be a veteran just like they are. So, you know, I mean, bring it. You know, that's all I can say. You know, I, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, Russell, Russell likes to chirp a lot, but, you know, let's go out there. If he's out there playing, we'll see what happens. You know, we've talked with Russell about people comparing his game to yours but do you feel like is that a favorable comparison if people say you played like russell well russell played an aggressive game he played a strong game his guards were always up his mind was always thinking just like mine was you know the only difference was again it was the the social part of it like i said i would go up to spencer and i would talk nice to spencer you know even though he was my enemy I, I, you know Cass, on the other hand you know she's more like russell in the sense of where 
she was malicious about things, you know. She she would you know what she did? There was one point where we knew we were gonna vote uh we were gonna vote Spencer out, and she would go up to Spencer and pretend she wants to work with him. Why do you do that, Cass? And Spencer asked her, Why why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? She's like, Oh, it's fun. That's what she was telling Spencer. Like she, just to mess fun. with him or jury uh, to get his vote? Just to mess with him. She said it was fun just to mess with him. I'm sorry, it wasn't to vote Spencer out. It was to vote Jeremiah. That vote that we got Jeremiah out, Cass told him that they were going to work with him to get rid of me or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And Spencer said, hey, Cass, did you know you were going to vote for Jeremiah? She was like, yeah. And then Spencer said, hey, Cass, so then why did you talk with me down the beach for 30 minutes pretending that you were going to work with me? And she's like, I thought it was fun. It was fun messing with you. That's what she told Spencer. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, let's, uh, Stephen, you got another question. Yeah, just one more. Randy Rice, you know, I'd love to hear Tony's casting story. Tony, did you send a video or attend a casting call? And do you have any advice for future survivors about the casting process? Yeah, I watched this. I watched Survivor since uh, 2000. That ironically, that's when I joined, uh, graduated the police academy. Huh. So I used to watch Survivor all the time in the year 2000. And uh, you know, I missed a lot of years. I missed a few episodes here and there. So I did miss a lot. And I always said, "Damn, I would love to go on that game. I would love to play that game." And then every time I wanted to apply for it, I would say, "Hell no! There's no way that CBS has people that sit there and they watch 20, 30, 40,000 videos of people making fools out of themselves for three minutes." I was like, I'll, I'll be wasting my time. So for years went on after that, after that one years, I met my fiance at the time where she was like, Tony, just, just I'll videotape you, just send in a video, even if nobody watches it. So I said, okay, cool. So I did a video, three minute video. You know, it took maybe two, three hours of, uh, of filming it. And then I edited it down to three minutes, gave it to them. And within three weeks time, I got a call from them. I was like, whoa, Survivor really does have people that watch these videos. And that's it. The rest is history. It was the first time. Actually, the first time that they called me, they wanted to film in June. They told me I pretty much had the green light. You know, I did my interviews on the phone because it's a lot of the phone interviews. Also, they record you and they see if you're consistent with your application and everything. Right. So they told me that I pretty much had the green light to go to the, to the finals and uh, the final interviews. And uh, the my casting agent told me that uh, they're going to be filming in June of 2012. And I said, oh, that's going to be a problem because June 2nd, 2012 is when I'm getting married. That's my wedding date. And they were like, oh, that's great. Are you going to leave your wife at the altar? Are you going to leave your fiance at the altar? And, 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 you know, they wanted to exploit they wanted to exploit my fiance for their story. And I was like, hell no. So I deferred them. I said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. The uh, once in a lifetime opportunity that I wanted to get on so bad, I deferred it. I said, I can't do it. And then... uh. They, I guess they blacklisted me because I used to write my casting agent every single day after that. Please tell me if you're still interested in me. Please let me know if I blew my chances. Nothing. Just cold right. turkey. They went from, they, yeah, they went from calling me and texting me and emailing me every single day to nothing. Just like that. And so I said, that's it. yeah, that's it. I, I, I said, I blew it. I said, I blew it. They'll never call me back. And then here we go again. It was uh, five months later, six months later. They called me back and said, let me ask you, are you still interested in the next scene? I was like, absolutely interested. But now I have a baby, so I can't leave my, my two-month-old behind. So I was I was deferring it again because the, my baby was so young. And then, I, and then I think she told me, my cast agent told me, if you defer us again, you ain't getting a call no more. So that's when I had to talk with my, my wife. And I said, listen, I'm going to have to leave you here with a four-month-old. I'm out. And uh, that's what happened. And I left. Tony, I'm interested to know uh, on the other side of things. I feel like we don't know a lot about Mrs. V. 
uh, Mrs. Tony, how was how did she uh, react to everything about your survivor success? Because it could go both ways. Because you know sometimes you know the significant other in the survivor picture, you know, male or female. Sometimes you know, oh, they get really into it and they love it just as much. But also there are some people where the significant other is like, you know, I you know kind of want to go back to how it was before Survivor. I'm sick of hearing about it, and I can tell you that more often than not, that's what the case turns into at my house sometimes yeah you know what rob uh, we're two peas in a pod you know we're we're, we're we're the same when it comes to things like she knows she knows how much it meant to me so she gives me my space with it she sees i'm on the computer obsessed with steven has to say what rob has to say <laughs> on his podcast you know what bloggers are saying throughout the whole nation and i'm fighting with them i'm making up fake names so i could curse them out and uh so she knows she gave me my space you know she you know but again I, I, it, she, she stops me. She's like, she's my equalizer. She'll tell me, all right, Tony, that's enough. You, you, you wrote 3000 emails to people. Just leave it alone at that. 3000 is enough. Don't do 4,000. So I'll be like, okay, honey. So she, she, she was really cool with the whole thing. The only thing that sucked for her was the timing, everything. She couldn't, she couldn't make it to see, uh, she couldn't make me, the, she couldn't go there for the finals where it was the loved ones. She couldn't go see me at the finals, you know, so she couldn't do a lot of that stuff, you know, and it kind of, it kind of hurt, you know, like when I got back home, um, they honored me in the state of New Jersey. I went down to the Trenton and to the Senate and they honored me on the Senate floor for bringing home the gold. She couldn't go to that because the baby was newborn. She couldn't go to a lot of things that were survivor based which sucked for her. But I told her, you know what? It's okay. Maybe there's a next time, you know? So hopefully there is a next time. Blood versus water? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no she, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. Because she wouldn't leave the babies behind for that. Well, uh, I mean, hopefully there is a next time because it was like wonderful watching you play. I think, you know, we, we, we obviously had things to say about your game. You've dispelled a lot of our thoughts. Still think the Jeremiah Idol. Still think that was a questionable move. Nevertheless, you, you know, thanks. So, and hopefully we get to see you again, you know, play, play again. Come on, Steven, man. Why can't you, <laughs> how can you not see that Jeremiah was awesome? But again, listen, you, all right, listen, don't think of it from your chair. Think of it from being in the game in the moment. Right, right. You have adrenaline pumping. You're like, oh, snap. Here's yeah. an opportunity to try to get somebody out. You can't think five, ten steps ahead in that second. It was a split no, second. Absolutely. Look, I mean, more, more credit to you for like making those moves and being in the moment and having those moments of inspiration and actually acting on it and doing it and shaking things up. You know, sometimes they were awesome and sometimes they were the Jeremiah Idol move. But, you know, it was a fun, you know, it was phenomenal. And all, you know, you're, you were amazing. You were, you were absolutely amazing. Thank you, Stephen. But the, the, the trick is you got to go out there and you got to be fearless. You know, it's, it's, it's no different when you go to a casino. Scared money makes no money. You go into the casino with $500 in your pocket and you know that your rent is due and you don't want to lose that 500 Guess what? You're going to lose it. You go into that casino and say, you know what? I don't care if I lose this 500 I'll just go get $500 more. And you start calling everybody and you start playing aggressive. Guess what? You're going to make a lot of money. So my philosophy was don't be scared, man. You, you get bored out, you go home, you go home. Don't be scared. Make your moves. When, when you see an opportunity, jump on it. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't scared. I, I, I was just fearless. I was playing fearless, but at the same time, six times as cautious. You know, a lot of people called it paranoid, paranoia, but it wasn't paranoid. It was cautious. I was being cautious, you know, and the parts that I was acting paranoid was all an act. I was pretending to be paranoid to get to get everybody's guards down and get their vision off me to somebody else. And yeah. that, it worked. It worked. All right. You know, if I... If I come up to you shaking about some, oh my God, I got to get rid of this person. You're not going to think I'm targeting you. You're right. in the clear. Yeah. Right. What do you think, Steven? I mean, I buy it. I buy, I buy, the, I buy that move for sure. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, Tony, we, we want to thank you so much for being part of our lives because uh, you were Team TV in every sense of the word this season. You may, you gave Stephen and I so much to talk about. I'm sorry that we uh, had so many errors in our ways along the way this season. <laughs> um, hey, hey, li- listen, guys, man, you guys did a phenomenal job. Again, uh, again, me, I was impulsive with, with right into you guys right away and cursing you guys out and all that stuff. And I apologize for that. But again, you know, again, I wasn't looking at what you guys were looking at. I was going back into the game and thinking like, hold up, this is what I did here. This is what I did there. But you guys didn't see all that. So to me, I know what I did and why I did it. And I even said it in my confessionals. But again, let me tell you guys something. Let me ask you a question, Steven and, and, and Rock and Rob. Do you think that editing could have made me look like Kim Sprodling if they wanted to? Who's that? Editing. Could they have edited me to make me look like a Kim Sprodling? Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that would be possible. As far as far as strategically running the show. But they made it seem like you were the strategic mover, but I don't think you mean but like she was so you know, she had like ice in her veins, you know, and that was her strength, right? Was that she was able to she always was like sort of like taking a step back. Your strength is very different than that. I would love to see the Tony versus Kim season. You know, that would be amazing. You, yeah. Well, my, my, my point was that the editing wanted so much to trick the audience from not seeing that I want that they showed a lot of my flaws and they got rid of a lot of my strategic explanations. Right. And, and it hurt me, you know, and I was like, damn, why, why, why didn't they show this? Why? They didn't show a lot of stuff that I said and I did and the reasons why I did it, you know, and I was like, damn, they should have showed that, you know. But, you know, from a viewer, like, I liked that I didn't know that you were 100% in control the whole time. Absolutely. That was fun for me. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah. If I'd seen like every strategy like playing out perfectly, it would have been like, okay, it's another Kim. It's another Tyson, like someone who's owning the game and like, great. Like that's boring. You know, it was a great season because there was this question, like, can he pull it off? Can he pull the rabbit out of the hat? Do you think, do you think in Survivor, in Survivor 29, we will see anybody playing like Tony? If I think that, do you think that we will see people trying to do spy shacks, trying to do all of the bag of tricks, everything that all sorts of things that you did in Survivor 28? You know what? I, I don't think so, Rock and Rob. I don't think I didn't. I don't think uh, uh, for some reason it's like it's just like there's not a good vibe out there of, of fans. You know, it's not like like oh wow, Tony was a great player. It, it's not like that. It's like yeah, Tony won whatever he you know he won. You know, it's like that. It's, so it's, I don't think anybody's saying, oh, man, I wish I could go out there and play like Tony, like Russell, for instance. As much as people didn't like the way Russell played, they still loved him. He has a huge fan base. You know, they, they loved the way he played as opposed to me. The people didn't really love the way I played. So I don't know. Maybe it was my first time out there. Who knows? Can we talk about this for, for a minute? Because I feel like I, I've heard you say this before. And I feel like that you, you feel like uh, that you have have not uh been embraced in the in the way that some of the other great survivor players and please tell me if i'm if i'm putting words in in your mouth but is is that how you feel absolutely no listen as a fan when i see me playing as a fan i was like oh my goodness this guy's crazy it's awesome it's great if he gets voted out i don't know what else i'm gonna watch because i'm not gonna watch survivor no more once tony gets voted out as a fan but a lot of fans don't feel like that. So, again, I'm putting myself in somebody else's shoes and saying, you know what? You should be as happy as I am that Tony was on this show. And they're not. So that bothers me. I'm like, damn, that, what, what did you guys want? Did you guys want me to get voted off the second one off? The third one off? Tony's voice is annoying. Tony's arrogant. Tony's too abrasive. You know, it's like, get out of here, man. I'm playing a game and I'm playing a good game as far as I'm concerned. So for you not to see that as a fan, and I'm a big fan of the show, and that's why I'm thinking like that. I'm like, 
If you lose Tony, what do you got? What do you have in the game? Okay, Spencer's going to run the show. Are you going to hate Spencer then? So you go from liking him because he's the underdog and hating me because I'm the aggressor to hating Spencer now because Tony's gone. Is that what happens? I don't know what happens. I think that is what happens. Well, that's the nature of the beast, I guess. You know, everybody hates the aggressor. Stephen, what do you think about that, uh, about how Tony feels? Do you feel like that Tony is a beloved survivor and he's too he's uh, is too close to it to see it? Or do you feel like there is merit to what he's saying? I think now with like the the hardcore fans, they definitely acknowledge that Tony's like one of the greats, right? But I think that maybe there is that level of casual fans who still was like, he's so aggressive, he's so abrasive, like, you know, and that maybe people like, you know, Tyson too had that. People were like, oh, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his jokes. He's too sarcastic. People, you know, pe- people like to criticize. That's why we watch television. That's why we watch reality TV. So we can like criticize the people on reality TV. Do you think it was because that you feel like that there are people who rooted for sort of the Spencers or the Tashas of the world and you were the foil to the people that they were rooting for? See, that has a lot to do with it. Just like I always give the analogy with the lion chasing down the, the, the gazelle in the desert in the, in the Sahara. Everybody roots for the gazelle to get away and, and everybody hates the lion at that moment. They don't want the lion to devour the gazelle. So everybody's rooting for the gazelle, gazelle get away, which was in Spencer and Tasha, the underdogs. So, so I, I feel that me being the aggressor had a lot to do with people not really, you know, rooting for me because nobody really roots for the aggressor unless you're Mike Tyson and everybody wants to see that two second knockout. Everybody's rooting for that. Maybe they'll do that the second time around. They'll be like, oh, come on, Tony, get them, get them, Tony. But, you know, but the first time around, I, I just don't know. And you know what? You say if there's any merit to what I'm saying. I mean, Rob, you held you held a poll, didn't you? Where was I? Where was I in that poll? I think 12, 8. People weren't even acknowledging me. T- t- well, t- that's t- the greatest player of all time. I think that you sh- that's uh, to come in eighth in the greatest player of all time. I think that's well, that's high praise, Tony. I'm, I'm flattered and it is high praise, but it's biased because I just finished playing. Yes. Let's see what happens five years later. But you might have a better reputation, you know? Like, you don't know. Who knows where it goes? My reputation always goes up over time, which is great. Yeah. They won't even remember yeah. me, man, five years yeah. from now. That's why you got to be, that's why you got to start tweeting. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's <laughs> why, you know what? That's why I started the campaign with the t shirts, with the Team TV, so yeah. nobody forgets the face. But I wonder also that do you feel like, is it possible that, uh, did you tweet too much? Did you become too accessible to people during the season where people took you for granted, Tony? Um, you know, Rock and Rob, it's either it's either, it's either you're going you're gonna to like somebody, you're going to want to you want to follow them and you're going to be their fan or you're not. It's that simple. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. If you like somebody and you're their fan, you're going to stay with them. It's that simple. Yeah. OK, well, Stephen, what's a, a good hashtag that we can come up with to, to give people to let let Tony know that they appreciated him? and that he uh, enjoyed his appearance yeah. here on the know it I hate having to come up with hashtags on the fly. You know, I want to really think about the right hashtag. Yeah. You're great at this, though, Rob. You're, you're great <laughs> at the, the spur of the moment hashtaggery. Uh, hey, leave that to the Survivor producers, man. They come up with hashtags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Survivor meltdown. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Kim Sprodlin? Should we uh, use that? Sprodlin. No, we don't, yeah. don't want to. Uh, let's see. What, uh, what other th- uh, words did you come up with, Tony? Ha- Hashtag rock and rob. Rock and rob. Okay, good. If you appreciated seeing Tony here, terrific uh, Tony. Yeah, rock and I like. Yeah, what, what was it? Rock, rock and rob. We had the Devil's Lounge or going to the pond. Any of those? Any of those three? All right. Uh, but but Tony, I, I do think that uh, over time, especially if Survivor Twenty Nine turns out to be boring, I think that's when you're going to see. Boy, we need a Tony out there this season. 
you know what? So, so sadly enough, I'm going to root for that then. I hope it's boring, man. <laughs> you know, as much as I like the show, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they don't they don't uh, perform as well as we did. You know, hopefully they call us back, all of us. Okay. Do a season, season 28A. Yeah, 20. that's what we all want to see. Just like bring back the greats like Jeffra. Bring that's back all more, of Kageon. Yeah. All right. And let, and let me tell you, man, you could bring that you can bring that whole cast back and you'll have a different outcome every time. You could you could let the, the same exact cast play a hundred different times and a hundred different times you'll get a different outcome. I don't think that's true. I think you'll have like five outcomes that repeat themselves. N- no way. Yeah. Is, Rob, is Garrett ever winning Survivor Kageon if we play it a hundred times? I think Garrett could win. Absolutely. Yeah, Garrett could win. But there are some people who are not winning at any Is Jatia no winning if we do it a hundred times? Absolutely. No way. Absolutely, Absolutely. not. Let's no. do a poll. Do a poll. All right, let's do a poll about will Jatia win if we if we play it a hundred times. A hundred is not that many. Maybe a billion. A hundred times, every single person on that cast will win once, at least once. I totally disagree. Cast, cast, cast will win, Tony. <laughs> Anybody, listen. You if say say I win five woo, times, woo will win. win. Weasel woo. Weasel woo would win. Cast would win. Everybody no, would Morgan, yeah. Morgan every, wins. Every single person. If we played a hundred times, every single person will have their ch- will have their time to win. Every single one of them. We're Only because by the hundredth time they'll be like, you know what? We're all multi multi millionaires, <laughs> and she needs some money. So like, let's give it to her. I mean, I mean, seriously, we all have ten million dollars each. So know, it's, a, it's a crazy hypothetical question, but take two seconds to think about it. A hundred times, you think somebody's going to win twenty times? No, I think I think five people. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say like maybe ten people will win. Will win, but like ten, ten people, people win will, ten times. No, come like, on. no, no, no. Fifteen people will win some amount of times. You know, five people will win like five times. Do they do like the Men in Black thing where they forget you? Do you forget it each time? Like no, if you no, if no. you screwed over LJ like four times, aren't you going to be the first person voted off in the fifth game? Well, that's his point. That's the point. Okay, okay so I still think that he is never winning. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so now every game, Tony, and then and then whoever was the winner in the last game probably gets voted off first in the next game. So probably by like game thirty, people are forgetting the stuff you did in the original Survivor Kagiyan. Yeah. Do people watch have- this on TV? Also, do, do, are we watching like all right? It's Survivor. It's Survivor Kagiyan thirty <laughs> this season. Oh, oh my God! How it's, it's going to take us thirty years to get there. Listen, I'm I'm telling you that every single person, if you play that same cast a hundred times, every single person I cast as eighteen people, eighteen God. people played a hundred times. People will grow old before our eyes. People will die. They'll have Tony. life accidents. This is going to be like a real life thing. Yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah. Tony, is this one of your uh, your twist ideas that you're pitching for the Survivor Think Tank no, too? No, no. Okay. No, no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, you don't lose. You know, no pitching the Think Tank ideas yet. You know, you got to save those. All right, so so I'm going to auction them off. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned for when uh, Stephen and I announce the date that we're going to uh, do the Survivor Think Tank. By the way, uh, if you're going to uh, jump in and check out the 49 Laws book, uh, if you're one of the patrons of Robert's Podcast, don't use that link. I'm going to send you guys a special link uh, for a discount on the, your patron account. So if you're a patron, uh, don't go ahead and do that yet. I'll send you a link. Uh, for everybody else, it's robertswebsitecom slash 49 Laws. Check out Tony's website at uh, www.tonyvlachos.com Pick up a, a Team TV t-shirt 
Wait, apparently it's Vlacos, right? You said Vlacos? Yeah, yeah. It's Vlacos, but it doesn't matter to me, man. Yeah. Only Vlacos.com, but with a C-H. It's aspirated. Vlacos. By the way, Tony, do you know that we have a one of the listeners of Rob as a Podcast worked on, when we were talking with uh, with, with Cochran, uh, about the uh, idea for a Tony-inspired sitcom like The Millers, that I, I am sitting on a the, the Vlacos spec script. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll send it over. We've been workshopping it. It's not quite ready for prime time. Oh, man. It's Wuwa character? Yes, yes. It's all based wow. on... Uh, we, want, we want to try to get Lisa Welchill to play your wife in the sitcom. Oh, jeez. Oh, Would your wife be okay with that? Yeah, she'll be fine with it. It's going to be like Married with Children, now Bundy and Peggy. Yeah. We'll Who plays Tony, though? Tony plays Tony. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, are you, can, are you a good actor? Oh, me? No, I don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, you're a great actor. You delight everybody. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, but I, do I have to memorize a script? No, we can, we'll probably do it as a radio play if we do it. You could read it. Oh, you're, oh that's awesome. You actually are going to do it. You're totally, that's, that's fantastic. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We want to oh. make sure that the script is polished. We got we to gotta run it past Cochran before oh, we get Oh, this is great. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming on. Hashtag Rock and Rob. Uh, if you want to uh, send it, to, follow Tony on Twitter. He's at Tony underscore Blockos. Uh, want to make sure to get that underscore in there. And uh, of course, Stephen is at Stephen Fishback. Be sure to use proper grammar uh, if you tweet anything to Stephen. Correct? <laughs> oh my God! It's not that hard. Me is a direct object, and me is the object, and I is the is the subject. It's not that it, I don't understand. Someday, Rob. Someday. Hey, we're going to sit down and have a grammar class. Nobody looks cooler than the guy who's correcting grammar on Twitter. You know, that's, what? That's Dominic, the... someday Dominic, when, you know, when he's six years old, will learn this difference and then he will finally fix this for us. That's a good look. That's a good look. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Guys, did you guys know that I opened up a business? Did no. you guys well, what, what's the business? Spy Shack Builders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Do you I'm build Spy really. Shacks or you build I buildings? I no, I, buildings. I opened up a construction business. Did you really? Congratulations. Yeah, That's fantastic. Is it, really, is it a construction I, business or is it a, a cop business? No, construction. Construction. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying. No, I'm not lying. Go look at go look at my tweets. I have it tweeted. I have the LLC tweeted, a formation of the LLC. That's incredible. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to work on building a few buildings down south. Okay. If people want you to build a building for them, uh, where do they go? Yeah, Spy Shack Builders LLC. No, SpyShackBuilders.com. Okay. All right, Steven, but, that next extension you want on the apartment, Spy Shack Builders. That's we're, really we're, exciting. It's got to be local, though, Rock and Rob. I'm not going to travel. Uh, Steven lives in, uh, you, you live in Jersey. Steven, don't li- well, Steven lives in New York. That's, There's no, SpyShackBuilders.com is not a website. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't build it. I, it's not, the website's not built yet. But oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Did, yeah, did Spencer it, buy the URL and he'll sell it to you? I, I already posted it to Spencer. I said, don't even think about it. I already <laughs> this it. is really exciting, man. Congratulations. That's a huge deal. That's a, congrats. Give me, give me one second. Hold on. Steve, how are you doing on time? You need, to, you need to run? Uh, you know. Okay, uh, Steve. All right, hold on. There we go. That, that's my folder. Oh, that, I'm gonna, I'm hey, folder. if you have a Manila folder, it's legit. Wait, oh, I don't want to show yeah, my yeah, There's a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. personal <laughs> details. <huh? laughs> yes. Okay. There we go. You see it? Yeah. So there this, it is. Now, is this the uh, setup for a reality show where you and your brother go and find buildings and flip them? No, that's Russell Hans. We had <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russell, Russell Hans, Kim Sprodlin, and uh, <laughs> there you go, Tony uh, Tony Vlachos.
I'm, I'm not playing around, man. I'm stop, I mean, look at this. I constructed this by myself. There you go. But you actually built a spy shack. But these, but you're getting into more like houses and not just. Yeah, no, yeah these are these yeah. are building new construction buildings. We're, we're buying knockdowns, knocking them down, and building up. That's so cool. Congrats, yeah. man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Well, Tony, you've been an, a nonstop source of amusement for us uh, since you came into our lives. So thank you for oh, everything. Yeah. All, all the best to you. And uh, you keep in touch, okay? Thank you, Rock and Rob. Thank you, Stephen. Thank right. you, Tony. This was really fun. And we can't wait to get your ideas for Survivor Twists on the next Know-It-Alls on Survivor Think Tank 2. You got it, man. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right. Take care, everybody. Uh, make sure to uh, check out our live Big Brother coverage on Wednesday night and Thursday night coming up. Eric Stein will be our guest on Wednesday night, which is Steven's favorite Big Brother player of all time. Uh, that's going to be live on Wednesday night at 9.15 p.m. Steven, will you be tuning in to see Eric Stein? I, I really like Eric Stein just because I, 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 ho- I destroyed him in, in risk. You know, he's, he's still got a chip on his shoulder about it. But uh, I, I always liked him. I just thought it was funny to, like, get him out first because he was so passionate about the game okay there you go all right so check that out and subscribe uh to rob as a, a podcast uh, rob as website.com slash itunes uh we'll talk to you guys again soon take care everybody bye this was good rob it was good fun stuff yeah